life. It's, it's hypocrites all walks of life. If I walk around here and, and say I'm, a, I'm an NBA star and nobody's never seen me in the NBA, nobody's never seen me with a basketball, you're not going to judge the NBA. You're going to judge me. But for some reason, when somebody say that they're a Christian, but they live like an atheist, you want to judge Christianity and not that person. Because you're a Christian, you stand for Christianity, right? I believe that. So you're that. supposed to practice what you what you preach and what you stand for. I believe for. that. I, are you following what I'm saying, though? I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. So, so what I'm saying is there are people in this world who claim to be Christians, but they're not. And that lifestyle, the Bible tells us that we can that we can know every good tree by the fruit it produced. They're basically wearing a costume, what you're saying. Absolutely. Basically like somebody wear a costume. If you somebody should, wear a costume as a fireman, that don't mean that they're a fireman. Yeah, absolutely. So you have to you have to you have to consider each man's claim. Not not and, and not and not base every man's claim to judge a whole sect of people. Life. guys welcome to the show uh we appreciate you all tuning in for another episode as we gather the latest on the news and this satanic stuff that has been um going on all around the world um but again thank you all um for tuning in with another episode um if you all would um as always continue to like comment subscribe leave feedback um, if you all want to send a, a cash app donation, you can. The cash app is at the bottom of the screen. Uh, we greatly appreciate uh, your support. And uh, it's because of you all and uh, through the grace of uh, our Lord that uh, we're still here. You know, we do this because of you all. We want to keep you all in tune of what's going on. And uh, just seems to be getting darker and darker uh, by the moment. You know, um, yeah. uh, let's start with the weather first. You know, we had earthquakes across uh, California different flooding across uh various parts of uh texas i believe there was a volcano eruption uh what out in hawaii uh that uh hasn't erupted in a while but it's um it started to erupt um what else we got uh forest fires out there in canada I'm forest fires in new york yeah yeah These swarms out there in new york yeah man it's, you got even Jim Jones talking about it's the end of time. That's how real it is. When the celebrities start coming to the Lord, that's how you know it's real. <laughs> the Lord said, you know, it's going to come a day. You know, this is not quote unquote when every knee will bow. You yes, will bow to me, man. So, um, yes, man. again, guys, uh, thank you for the support and just continue to stay aware of uh, what's been going on. And we always talk about about these agendas being pushed. It really seemed like the number one agenda on the docket for everyone to get a core with is this homosexuality you know what i mean people are losing their jobs for this you can't speak out um about this anymore you know freedom of speech is being taken away strictly because of this you know so uh anytime you see that going on you see the, the spirit that's upon the nation and uh you see what needs to be pushed uh for everyone to get on one accord you know it's, it's just like how it was when you know when when it was uh, time for the jab, you know, the whole world got on one accord, you know, a couple years ago. Now we're seeing the whole world get on one accord for this agenda. So stop scrolling. We've got some breaking news. Chick-fil-A, the beloved fast food chain, is facing a massive conservative backlash as it succumbs to the pressures of the woke mob. In a shocking move, the company has released a diversity 
equity and inclusion statement completely abandoning its long-held Christian values. This betrayal has enraged local customers and triggered a fierce debate. Find out how Chick-fil-A's embrace of the radical left agenda has left conservative outrage and question the company's integrity. From appointing a new vice president of diversity and inclusion to purchasing shoeshine packages for managers, the fast food giant's drastic shift is causing an uproar. I also noticed you changed a term in your budget work. Uh, you shifted from in places from using the term mother to birthing people rather than mother. Can you help me get a good definition of birthing people? Well, I'll, I'll check on the language there, but I think if we're talking about those who give birth, I think we're talking about, uh, I, I don't know how else to explain it to you other than I, it. I was a little taken back when I just read it and saw it, that it's that the term mother was gone in spots and it was replaced with birthing people. And I didn't know if this was a direction that you were going, if there were shifts, if there are regulatory changes that are happening related to that or what the purpose of that is. I think it's probably, and again, I'd have to go back and take a look at the language that was used in the budget, but I think it simply reflects the work that's being done. But would you at least admit calling a mom a birthing person could be offensive to some moms, uh, that they don't want to get like a happy birthing person card in May, or I mean, can you at least admit that that term itself could be offensive to some moms? Senator, I'll, I'll go back and take a look at the, the, the terminology that was used and, and I can get back to you. But again, if, we, if we're trying to be precise in, in the language that's used. Mom's a pretty good word. Okay, this is my first all-gender bathroom. 31 stars available. Anybody can go anywhere. That's a man. Okay. This is happening. Have you ever been in an all-gender restroom? This your first one? This is the... This is my first one, especially in the airport. Yeah. I said, what? Yeah. What? This is your first What about you? All-gender. You ever been in an all-gender? This is my first time. I was kind of thrown off. You was kind of thrown off? I don't know, but you was walking fast. You enjoyed it. You... <laughs> the American Medical Association has announced that the sex of a child should not be on a birth certificate because we don't know it until they choose it. This is the American Medical Association. What? Can you pull this up? Yes, pull it up. The American Medical Yes, the American See, this is the this is the thing people don't know the damage the left does to everything it touches art, music, education, children, male-female relations and medicine. It has corrupted the medical field. The American Society of American Academy of Pediatrics or Pediatricians, whatever the full name is, they've, they've come out for affirmative care to give minors uh, uh, hormone blockers. This one might be the worst yet. We have a school administrator in California actually arguing that we need to, and they are, even as we speak, teaching pedophilia to children as just another option for sexual orientation. Give us the story. You know, this uh, concerned mother asked uh, the assistant superintendent of curricula in the uh, Brea Olinda School District in California why they were teaching children pedophilia and normalizing anal sex. And you would expect the administrator, the, the assistant superintendent to say, oh my goodness, that's horrible. Where did you get such an idea? We would never do something like that. But instead, what she says is, well, you know, this is a sexual orientation that has occurred. And so it's quote, really important to teach the children about this, and uh, they are. I thought I'd seen everything, uh, but this one um, is um, is uh, just just uh, beyond words. 
Uh, it is a, a, a note from a constituent who says, Hi Bernie, this is a worksheet that my 10-year-old daughter brought home from school, and it includes a photo of the worksheet. Part of her homework was to discuss with her father his erections and ejaculation. I find this very disturbing and sickening, as indeed do I, I have to say. I have complained to the school and was told it was just part of the curriculum. Can you advise who else I should make a complaint to? Well, I could go on for days uh, who she could complain to. My daughter still plays with dolls and writes letters to the Tooth Fairy. There is no way any little girl should be told to ask these questions. Well, so say all of us. What the hell is going on in this state when 10-year-old girls are told to go home and talk to your father about his erections and about his ejaculations? What the hell is going on here? How the hell are we supposed to protect our kids when this sort of perversion is in our schools? This is what is being dished up to them on a daily basis in a primary school. Not even a secondary school, a primary school. This is just unbelievable. It's staggering. I could not imagine the reaction. I have three daughters. I could not imagine the reaction. I know that people are going to get mad at me for this video, but honestly, I want to tell the truth. I've sat on this for 10 years. It's been 10 years since I've had the surgery. And I didn't want people to know. There's this expectation in the trans community that if you have any problems with the surgery, if you're not happy with yourself after having it, you're not supposed to talk about it because it makes all of us look bad. And I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to get dragged by my own community for telling the truth about the situation. In this video, I'm going to tell you all why I regret having the surgery. I've never talked about this before. And this is going to be one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my entire life. Before I get into it, I need to apologize. I need to apologize to all the people that I've lashed out at because they got under my skin, rightfully so, because they knew who I was. I think they saw and understood who I was better than I did. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry to Matt Walsh. I'm sorry to Libs of TikTok. I'm sorry to all the detransitioners who are just out there trying to tell their truth. It wasn't right of me to lash out at all of you. I understand now why Matt Walsh and Libs of TikTok, Tim Pool, Blair White, why all of those people blocked me on Twitter because they thought I couldn't be helped. But I think this changes now. I was 18 years old when my parents took me to the doctor to have the surgery. All I ever wanted to do was feel like a normal kid. I got bullied a lot and I didn't think that I could ever really be a man. I thought that maybe it would be easier to be a woman because I wouldn't get bullied. I wouldn't get called a sissy boy. And I was wrong. I was completely wrong. And I'm going to regret this for the rest of my life. There's an entire industry around transgender people. Doctors who are making millions of dollars butchering children. It's absolutely disgusting. And I fell prey to them. Once you have the surgery, there's no way to go back. There's no way to reverse the irreversible damage. You're stuck with genitals that are mutilated for the rest of your life. I've been a lifelong patient. I was made a lifelong patient. I've been seeing doctors since I was a child. I'll be on medication for the rest of my life. I really wish that the doctor who performed on my genitals 
warned me about any of the things that would happen. The irreversible damage that I can never change. I'll never be able to get my life back. And part of the reason that I'm making this video in the first place is because I want to warn people. I want to let you know what happens when you have the surgery so maybe you won't have the same mistake I did. So Target has partnered with Satanist designer A.B. Prawlin for Gay Pride Collection. A.B. Prawlin is a design from a UK transgender named Eric C. And on the designer's page, they're letting it be known that A.B. Prawlin is teamed up with Target. Also on their page, witches and wizards love trans people. Also on their Instagram page, the Baphomet. Also on their page, Satan respects pronouns. Let's go even deeper. Satan respects pronouns and he loves who you are. Satan, Satan, listen to this, man. Satan accepts people of all, several and no genders. He appreciates gender nonconformity. He loves trans and non-binary people. Hell yourself. This is on that designer's page. And that's for y'all saying, oh, no, he may be reaching. No, that's on their page. So is this, trans witches for abortion. Boy, oh boy. Have I not told y'all about these places? Have I not told y'all that wicked elites own these businesses? And that toxic products that are making your lifespan shorter are sold in these stores? It's me, Patagonia, a real-life homosexual. And today, I'm here with the North Face. We are here to invite you to come out in nature with us. Wow, this is nice. We like to call this little tour the Summer of Pride. This tour has everything. Hiking, community, art, lesbians, lesbians making art. Last year, we gay saw shade across the nation and celebrated pride across the nation with hundreds of you across the nation. This year, we're back, back, back again with two new stops. Atlanta, GA. Why? Because you're there. In Salt Lake City, we're coming for you. Patty, can we go? Of course. This year, all these fabulous speakers will be coming from inside this TV to a nature near you. Of America, where companies not only sell you their products, but also push a woke cultural agenda on their customers. By now, you probably know about Anheuser-Busch's debacle putting transsexual Dylan Mulvaney on Bud Light cans and Target's Pride Tuck friendly swimwear and accessories line. Those decisions have cost the two companies to lose at least $25 billion in stock value. And it makes you wonder why their CEOs still have their jobs. Anyway, now Disney, the company that lost at least $300 million by promoting homosexuality in the animated kids movies Lightyear and Strange World is at it again. I guess Disney hasn't learned its lessons, folks. Courtney Faber posted videos on TikTok of her family's visit to Disneyland. One of them has received 8 million views. It shows her daughter greeted by Nick, the fairy godmother's apprentice, as she enters the Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boo boutique. And the conversation may have gone something like this. Mommy, why does that princess have a mustache? Oh, honey, because some princesses are boys. Folks, Nick is probably a kind person. He seems friendly, but really? 
Do you want cross-dressing men greeting your kids in the Magic Kingdom? I'd rather have Mickey there. Video shedding light on how the battle for free expression extends well beyond our borders. A 16-year-old Christian activist in Canada says he was detained and threatened with arrest after handing out free Bibles to students at a protest in Calgary. That activist, Josh Alexander, joins us now. Explain to us why you were protesting. Anyways, I was at this uh, protest. Um, it shows support for Liberty Coalition Canada. Um, and uh, I was just there to hand out uh, some Bibles to students. Before we get to why you chose to hand out Bibles, why you chose that as your former protest, which is very fascinating and interesting. But first, let's go back. You said there are only two genders in a Catholic school, and the Catholic school kicked you out or suspended you? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that has been going on. I'm still kicked out for the remainder of the year. I'm in grade 11. Um, but I'm not allowed to return at this point. Uh, there's a lot of litigation going on there right now. What, what was the pre premise? What, why, why is, why would, what have they explained to you as to why they kicked you out? I quoted Mark 10:6 um, after a teacher told us that there was uh, as many genders as we wanted there to be, and we should explore ourselves. And I said, no, God created male and female. Um, and this, uh, some female students complained to me about males using their washrooms. They were concerned about this. So I, uh, I stuck up for them and I voiced my views on that. And uh, yeah, ever since I've been kicked out, um, they claimed that my, uh, my views and me expressing them was a form of bullying. So you stood up for girls, um, for biological females, and you got kicked out. I understand your parents were also, um, are they part of that school district as well? And they're on leave? They've been put on leave? Um, so they're on, at the neighboring uh, district. It's a public board. I'm in the Catholic board. Um, and they've both been placed under investigation and put on leave. What is happening to Canada? It's unbelievable. Um, so let me get you the statement from the Calgary police about your arrest at, that pro at, at the protest. They say um, that officers were on the scene to support public safety during a protest. During the event, a fight broke out between several individuals of opposing views. Two people were taken into custody and released without charges. The investigation remains ongoing. The Calgary police serve, service recognizes the charter rights of everyone to freedom of expression and peaceful assembly. We police behavior, not beliefs. Is that something you agree with, Josh? That they are just policing behaviors and not and not beliefs? I certainly don't think it was a coincidence that the uh, after four minutes at the protest, police standing by witnessing me being assaulted by a mob with my hands in the air. Um, and uh, they, they decided to arrest Josh Alexander at the I stand with Josh Alexander rally. So I don't think there was any coincidence <laughs> there. It was about four minutes into the rally when I was arrested. And uh, crazy stuff. This is exactly why biological males cannot get pap smeared. It's not possible. It is physically and anatomically impossible. It's, it's not even it's not even following science. You know, people want to understand why we're kind of, you know, do goofball things. This is why, right? Biological women cannot go get a prostate exam. It's not possible, right? So we can do all the gender feel-good garbage, but this is why our kids are confused. This is why your kids are dressing up as furries and want kitty litters in the bathrooms. It's because you guys won't follow science. There are two genders. There are two genders possible. There's not three, there's not four, there's two. The crazy stuff like this is why people are confused and the kids don't know what the hell's going on because they're confused because of legislation like this. Look at how ridiculous this is. 
fucking target. about the whole California situation where they're talking about introducing a bill where they're going to start basically taking children from the parents if they're not going along with the pronouns. So, I mean, it's, it's a totally different world we're living in right now. Giving a child the right to make that decision, that's what, 12? Your 12, 13-year-old child can say, oh, I need help and, you know, I consider myself to be this and if the parents doesn't go along with it, the child can be placed out of that home. You know, um, which is weird. But but you know what they say um, on another court, slightly a court, you know, human trafficking ha has made up to thirty four billion dollars. I believe this year, this past year, you know, the airline only brought in twenty two billion dollars. So a whole thirty four billion dollar industry. And you think they're going to let that go. And we're going to cover this later on the show. You know, 30 kids have uh, came up missing in Cleveland yeah. in the past two weeks. I believe like in the month of uh, May, 30 kids. Yeah. And no, like nobody's, just, nobody's yeah. have been found, nothing or anything. This ain't the rapture where you just poofing away. It ain't none of that. Like, but, they, they just, I have no idea what's going on out here, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, we know what's going on, but in a sense, and then, then what's crazy is this is probably the first time y'all ever heard about it. You ain't heard this on the news? Mm-hmm. Unless you on TikTok and you got that type of algorithm that's going to showcase you these type of things. You ain't heard about this. So that's the even worse part right there. Like you said, 30 children going missing. 30 children. They said within two weeks. And they have Riddle not found no, no traces of any of them nowhere. This, that is really suspicious. Missing. And you know, you know, kids have come coming up missing. I mean, not to mention teenagers as well. People are coming up missing and nobody has anything to, to show for it, to say like, you know, any leads up on anything. But again, if human trafficking is a $34 billion industry, that lets you know this is not just your normal average Joe just taking people off the street. This is a, a corporation. Like, this major people are, are a structure. Yeah. It's an economic structure. They're up there with uh, the pharmaceutical companies almost. Now, the yeah. pharmaceutical companies bring in more than $34 billion, but I'm just saying, like, come on, that, they brought in more than the airline. Human trafficking? That's... And the thing about it, when we talking about more than the airline, like, she's saying it, like, you got to pay attention. We talking about Delta American, Southwest United, Lufthansa, Emirates, all of y'all combined, 20-something billion dollars. And that's human, a lot of money. And that's human, a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot of money. But human trafficking, 35? The black market is popping, long story short. And I don't know what they're doing on there. Clearly, we know it's something going on, but... The price of organs and things like that, this is where it all stems from. You have the whole adrenochrome thing going on as well, but I don't even believe there's enough billionaires and millionaires out there with the adrenochrome situation to even just be snatching kids up like this. Like right now, at this point, it's got to be about organs or it's got to be about, unfortunately, some old sexual fetish or something like that. Like, I mean, there's no I, reason for these many children. I, I mean, and but but look at, uh, about how many people are on these uh, donors list too to get different body parts. Yeah. Come on now. It, you got thousands of people on waiting lists all around the world, you know, uh, I, you know, and, and uh, you know, people are starting to say that, you know, in some of these hotel rooms that, um, 
it's tunnels in there underground you know you look in like uh not all hotels but it was a couple people that came out and were posting video clips on tiktok of uh, they opened their hotel uh, uh closet and you were able to see like a hole and it like led to something yeah um i remember when i took my uh test at denver and basically part of the test is you have to know the airport and everything like that but what they don't tell you about they don't tell you what's there, but they tell you how to avoid finding tunnels that lead to the airport under the airport. So you got to know Denver International was built on top of the old Denver airport. And what's up under there, you do your research on that on your own time. I believe, it, yeah. And to add on to what Mojo was saying, she actually ended up in Denver. She was kidnapped from Chicago, this one uh, girl. She was kidnapped mm. from Chicago. Uh, she said underground, it's like a whole, uh, from Chicago, it's like a whole another world underground different oh, yeah. caves and tunnels a whole train system and when they found her they found she came up from a manhole in denver she escaped and she was just saying how was the whole, whole organization running underneath there um hyperlink is real man uh but so guys we just say this to be aware uh pay attention to your children you know stay prayed up and um you know look to the lord and uh so we're gonna start off with a scripture i'm gonna come out of um well Three short scriptures. They all coincide together. Um, Romans 13, 14 says, But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Matthew 26, 41. Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Psalms 56, verse 4. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what can flesh do to me. So I say this to say, guys, um, as followers of Christ, um, it is a daily battle, you know, battling against the flesh. You know what I mean? Our 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 flesh is weak. Our flesh wants what it wants. But if we continue to uh, allow the Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ to be our vine, to be our foundation, you know, to lead our spirit, what can the flesh do to us? Not saying it'll be easy to just, you know, to deny the flesh, but it'll give you... It'll give you more power to uh, not subdue, to uh, not submit to your flesh. And uh, we have to, you know, not enter into uh, temptation. And that can be anything, whether it be drinking, smoking, you know what I mean? Uh, going, you know, fornicating, uh, hanging out in places that you're not supposed to hang out at, you know, uh, curb, you know, the language that you use, you know, how you think about people inwardly in your heart. You know what I mean? And so we have to um, we have to strengthen our spirit against that. So uh, yeah. that's that's all we'll we'll do. And um, the Book of Matthew, you know, how you gonna be forgiven if you can't forgive? Yes, things like that. That is so true, man. But uh, all right, and we got Mojo back with us. You know, Mojo was uh, on vacation. Well, not vacation, but uh, he is back. You know, a couple. Been on you know, vacation. They've been working me like the Hebrew slave that I was. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I've been. But listen, it's real out here, man. Mm-hmm. You know, um, fighting the lust and fighting that flesh is it's rough out here. Yes, sir. In today's day and age, so you have to watch the people that you're around, the conversations that you're having. Absolutely, the mm. language, the music you're listening to, the things you're watching on that cellular device of yours, all kinds of things that could lead you from point A to point B in a heartbeat, you know? Um, Brother Solomon in the book of Ecclesiasticus in chapter 19 and verse 1, it first started off, it says, a laboring man that is given to drunkenness shall not be rich. 
and then he that club what is it he that cometh what is this contentment small things shall fall little and little and then wine and women can make a man of even understanding to fall away mm. and that he that cleaveth to harlots will be impudent moths and worms shall have him to the heritage and a bold man shall be taken away in chapter 4 it says he that is hasty to give credit is light minded and he that sinneth shall offend against his own soul chapter 5 it says whoso taketh pleasure in wickedness shall be condemned but he that resists the pleasures crowneth his own life mm. God that you recognize the thing you're doing is wrong and I'm happy that it's bothering you because what that shows me is that at the very least God has enlightened you enough in order for you to recognize your sin you can be frustrated with the fact that you did this sin again but at the same time let that frustration not turn into hopelessness the very fact that you are bothered by the fact that you fell back into sin is evidence that's how i know you got the spirit in you the sin is uncomfortable you know because there's some people that are dead in sin they they'll sin and now there's tension between your behavior and your will now there's tension oh my gosh and we get frustrated when there's tension, but really the tension is evidence that the spirit is moving. Yes. That's rumors, lust, drinking, all that. Yeah. Paul said it best. I think myself happy. So if you have iniqu evil and iniquitous thoughts, right then and there, stop. Stop right then and there. Like they said, you know, you don't have to do it in order to have done it. Jesus said, as long as you've thought about it, you've already done it. That's what the devil got kicked out of heaven for. It's called iniquity. Iniquity is a sinful thought. You ain't got to commit sin to not have sinful thoughts. Like they say, as long as you think about it, you've already done it. So you might not have killed, but in your mindset, you, you thought about harming a couple people. Have you repented for those thoughts? Yeah. As soon as those thoughts pop up, you know, when I have thoughts, I say, hey, I repent. And I right. say, you know, you know, you have to rebuke Satan, Absolutely. you know, because that's one thing about the Holy Spirit. It It's there to convict you and shed light to your sin, shed light to your darkness. Your Holy Spirit is going to tell you like, oh, hey, you shouldn't be you shouldn't do this. Hey, don't do this. Hey, you know, the Holy Spirit is not when you go in church and you jump up for music. But then when you go out the church door, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit le leaves you and you're able you're going to go down the street and light up a cigarette. You're going to start smoking and drinking. You're going to go, hey, kick back and, and do this and do that. No, that's that's not the Holy Spirit. So, um, yeah, just as being a follower of Christ, we have to uh, stick strong will to the spirit. You know what I mean? And we have to. Temp temptation is hard. Lust is hard. Yeah. Like you said, a lot of people be in church and they, oh, I got the Holy Spirit. You get the shaking and blah, 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 blabbling in tongues and things like that. And I say blabbling in tongues because I don't really think you're catching tongues. I just think you're saying whatever's coming to the top of your mind. Because I know if you're talking in tongues, then it's interpretive. Someone in the church, most likely the pastor, something like that, somebody ordained, ordained should be able to interpret what you're saying. When you got the whole church and they're speaking in tongue, there's no way. No yeah. way. There's so no everybody way. got the Holy Spirit, but there's everybody no in her sinning and doing all this, so, you know, anybody. Hey, and people listen. mix the Holy Spirit up. Holy Spirit is like God's love. But a lot of people think God's love is all, you know, rainbows and candy. Like, no, God's love is forsaken. So to know that you have the Holy Spirit is simple. As soon as you go out and commit sin, how do you feel afterwards? Or how do you feel during the sin? Because that determines how deep you is with the Holy Spirit. Because 
There's no one perfect. The Bible says you're going to commit sin. But how you know if the Holy Spirit or where you're at with your walk in that journey is as soon as you do it or after you do it, you immediately repent. Why? Because you know you've done wrong and you've fallen weak to the flesh. Because like she said, the flesh is willing. Flesh yeah. is weak. The flesh? The flesh is weak. The flesh is it's going to want the what flesh. it wants. It's weak. It's weak. So fasting is another part of you being able to fight that temptation. Because it also talks about greed. You know, things like that. If you're greedy, it's going to be hard for you to break that. If you can't go 24 hours without food or certain things in your life, you've already lost the battle because it's hard. That's fighting the flesh right then and there. You're going to do it anyway. When you go to sleep for seven, eight hours, you're fasting. You sleep. Your body's not having any food. It's resetting itself. So why not wake up and go another eight to six hours without it? That's 16 hours in the day. You sleep for eight and you go another eight. That's 16 hours out of a 24-hour period with you not having any pesticides or any contaminated food that they're giving you out here because most of y'all ain't just vegans and even if you are a vegan yet who knows what you're eating a lot of preservatives and processed food okay it's not like it's natural with all kinds of things yeah Yeah. unless you're eating it from your own backyard and then let's pay attention to that because a lot of the seeds they're selling in the stores are being contaminated and if you're a vegan you could be eating a lot of hybrid fruits and vegetables what there's no (laughs) when she say hybrid there's a thing called a lemon when you buy your lemons from here on out i challenge every last one of you when you buy a pack of lemons if you do when you buy a pack of lemons from here on out look at your lemons two things to check for a does it have seeds and b is it a real lemon because a lot of lemons have been crossbreed hybrid and now they're turning tangerines and lemons together so pay attention to that when you're buying lemons out in the store i would know this i buy them i would know this it's hard to find a lemon with seeds just like it's hard to find grapes with seeds nowadays things like that why is it hard to find the seat? Do your own research. All right. And with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the topic. So, all right. So first on the docket, so we got a giant gold genitals erected at Buddhist temple to honor origin of life. And it's literally, um, and I'll show, we'll show a clip here, but it's a giant, giant genitals, balls, testicles, whatever you want to call it. They said, hey, they said it's a, it's where devotees can meet their baby maker. It says the Bible's golden calf has nothing on Buddhism's golden oh golden vagina. So I take that back. They did have the golden genitals, uh, genitals there. Now they placed the uh, the big golden vagina there. It says Thai Buddhists took uh, golden idol worship to another level after praying at the altar of a giant gilded vagina, which was recently greenlit by authorities following some minor alterations. Um, they said we do ceremonies here to provide uh, remedies for misfortunes, but this is but this is that type of worship. You you see that they're willing to ro- uh, worship genitals and a vagina, a golden gen- you know genitals of the you know the male counterpart, the female counterpart, and that's where you go and pray and worship to. But um, this is sick. They said, uh, let me see if I can get something else. No, but that's basically it. It's placed there. Said, As I pass by, I beheld they unlawful deeds. <laughs> hey, it's 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 with this inscription to the unknown God whom they ignorantly worship, and he had declared I unto you. That right there. That's exactly what he saw. When he went to Greece, they were worshiping statues. And he was trying to figure out what on, what on earth is going on here. How are you worshiping a statue? 
the same statues that we worship today is what it is at the time in the Bible. What they were making Princess Diana, and Princess Diana is actually the big statue that we have right there in the water in New York City. You you could tell yeah. what city it is, just like in Babylon, they had they made that uh, they made uh, what was the name of the of the statue that they made the golden statue with the silver uh, and all of that. Nebuchadnezzar wanted uh, everybody to start praying to it, but um, but the four Hebrew boys they didn't pray to it. So in New York City, they got that big statue. Um, she's all types of names: Asterith, Isis. That's where we get astrology from. And in the Bible, it tells you: don't worship the queen, the host of heaven. Don't worship the suns, the stars, the moon. We gave the suns, the stars, moons names. Uh, and that's that's what our world is based on based upon but we'll get into that you know just like the month of june and before y'all come in the comments all you egyptologists and all you egyptian loving you know all of that miss me with all of that oh um what is it called the Kabbalion. miss me with all of that okay miss me with all that unk stone and all that good stuff it's all the same thing like she said all astrology it's all the same thing i don't care if you give it an egyptian name or whatever name you want to throw on it it's all the same thing it's idol worship it's idolatry. That's all it is. That's all it is. Doesn't matter where you get it from. It's all idolatry. And if you don't believe that, oh, everybody loves to throw the Egyptians out there. Well, the Book of Enoch, the people over there in Ethiopia, knew about this before the Egyptians did. So share with the group. Tell me something that I don't know. Tell me something that I don't know. Because it was very clear who brought astrology here, the fallen angels. So tell me something that I don't know. I want to know who it is. To be specific, I believe it was, ooh, what's that angel name? Seven angels that was in charge of the 200 that got kicked out of heaven. I'm trying to figure out. But y'all know what I'm talking about, reading the book of Enoch. But it's there. Not to say not to go into the Bible either, because the Bible explains very clear that y'all are doing idolatry. That's exactly what it is. You're worshiping other things other than the Lord and Savior himself. So we got hundreds attend church service generated by ChatGPT. So AI led a church service of more than 300 people. It says the artificial intelligence, uh, and this was out in Germany. So the artificial intelligence chat box asked the believers in the fully packed St. Paul's church in the Bavarian town in Germany to rise from the pews and praise the Lord. Now, the ChatGPT chat box uh, personified by an avatar of a bearded black man on a huge screen above the avatar then began preaching to the more than 300 people who had shown up on Friday morning for an experimental Lutheran church service almost entirely generated by AI. It said, quote unquote, dear friends, it is an honor for me to stand here and preach to you as the first artificial intelligence at this year's convention of protestants. Um... In Germany, the avatar said with an uh, expressionless face <laughs> and uh, monotonous voice, the 40-minute service included the sermon, prayers, and music was created by ChatGPT. And Jonas Simmer Lane, a, theology, a theologian and philosopher from the University of Vienna, he said, I conceived this service, but actually I rather accompany it because I would say about 98% comes from the machine. Um... So now we're guys, they have an AI running a church service. And like to be honest, why why would they experiment with something like this? Well, first of all, a lot of people believe that the AI technology is the devil anyway. So you got a lot of people on TikTok talking about AI is the devil, the mm -hmm. fallen angels connecting or communicating through AI. 
So it makes sense that they would try to run their own church or AI would run his own church or anything like that. That's, you know, prepping you for what's about to come anyway. Mm. So I can I can see that. What's shocking to me is that it happened in Germany. Germany, I've, I've been to Germany two weeks there. Home of the oldest church in the world. And when I say the oldest church in the world, they claim that they even have the robe of Jesus in that church. I've seen it. Got pictures on my Facebook of it. So the fact that they let this go on or take place in Germany, very shocking to me. But it was a Lutheran church, so it doesn't shock me at all. When you're more about religion than you are about what's in this, what's in this, this ain't religion. God said, be ye holy for I am holy. So this ain't religion. He ain't say be Catholic, Lutheran, none of that. Not Roman Catholic, none of that. Not Jehovah's Witness, none of that. Be holy for I am holy. So when you got things like that happening in places where they're worshiping religion and religion will eventually lead you to worship an idol. That's why you have Catholics worshiping the Pope, things like that. And when I say worshiping the Pope, bowing at his feet, things like that, stuff like this happens. All right. So now we got out in Greenwich, Greenwich, London um, and all these out there. Uh, basically um, unhappy uh, store shoppers at Aldi's out in London, Greenwich, London. Uh, the store shopper said, so I'm in London overnight and I'm trying to buy some food. I drop into the local Aldi's only to be told that in order to enter the store, I have to download an app. So look at this. You're in London. You're on a business trip. You're staying in Greenwich and you want to buy some food. So you go into the local Aldi's, like this one, and you think, I'm going to go in here and buy some food so that I can feed myself. And then you approach the barrier, and look, you can't even get in the shop without having a QR code to scan here, or to scan here, and then you can go in and buy things. Now this looks to me like the beginning stages of the digital prison that we keep talking about. Very controversial new Whole Foods in Washington, D.C. You have to scan to check in. You have to scan to check out. You have to scan to leave the checkout. And then you have to scan to leave the store. We have the tech people building the, the clouds and the telecommunications. We have the military doing space and operation warp speed. So they're putting up the satellites, okay? Then we have Big Pharma, which is making the injections that are full of these mystery ingredients and change, modify your DNA, and for all we know, make you infertile. Um, and then we have the media pouring out the propaganda and then we have the central bankers engineering the to to the crypto, the central bank crypto systems. So you have these different pillars, and it's very important when you look at what's going on day to day, particularly in the media, they're trying to keep them separate so that you can't see how they're gonna to come together in an integrated system, which is basically integrated into your body and your mind. For what purpose? to institute the slavery system. So in other words, if I am going to do everything through a smart grid and I need to run the smart grid into your neighborhood and then I need to run the smart grid into your body, 
The question is, how am I going to build it out in your neighborhood and build it out in your body without you seeing the trap? Right? So, so that's why you try and keep these different lines separate. So if you listen to the central bankers, they try as hard as they can to stay away from these conversations. So it was interesting. I was watching an IMF presentation on cross-border payments and the Federal Reserve chairman, uh, the, the head of the IMF mentioned the digital a global ID system and you would have the federal chairman the federal reserve chairman almost blanched and you could energetically feel him moving like a galaxy away He's like no 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 because you know they're they're more they're 325 million Americans and they're more than 325 million guns and he doesn't want everybody to see this until the trap is thrown it's designing these new little mini cities that they call districts where your building is gonna have 500 or 600 units for living, then it's gonna have office space, then it's gonna have retail, all in the same building. Meanwhile, it's only gonna have a few parking spaces. They're literally putting huge signs in the streets and they all look exactly the same. And it says city of Toronto rezoning and they are all identical. And it has residences on top, office buildings and retail in the middle and the bottom, and then almost no infrastructure for parking. So there's not enough, there's not even enough parking for the people living there. You're supposed to live upstairs, work somewhere in the building, go to the gym or your Starbucks or your grocery store, everything in the building. So basically you're living on lockdown your entire life, just like they wanted you to do with COVID. Remember with COVID when you were on lockdown and they said you couldn't go more than five kilometers away from your house. Well, if you don't have a car, guess what? You're never gonna go more than five kilometers away from your house. And that's what the 15-minute city is designed to do. Seven years after South Australia did it, Victorians will finally get digital licenses. Drivers in Ballarat will lead a six-month trial of the technology and its privacy protections before the rest of us in 2024. Secured with a QR code that refreshes every 90 seconds and a moving hologram, Victoria's crack at making a digital driver's licence is ready to hit the road. This is just such a glorious day and I just, I can't wait. I just can't wait. From June onwards, people can register their interest if they've got a full driver's licence. Let's just get on with it. Let's do it. New South Wales have had digital driver's licence for four years. Drivers will have to apply through the Service Victoria or Vic Roads app. I think it makes a lot of sense. I know I was chatting with my friends. We're all thrilled. Uh, it's going to make life a lot easier. There's only two clicks left. When you are required to have digital ID to move around and have a life, and when cashless central bank digital currencies are the only way you can buy and sell, at that point you've lost your freedom. If you follow the full of breadcrumbs to 2030, anyone can look up the 20, UN 2030 SDGs, Sustainable Development Goals. By 2030, Britain specifically will have no commercial passenger aircraft leaving the country. You will not be able to leave. There will be no ships leaving the country. You will not own private transport. You will have a digital ID to do everything and you will only have electronic money with which to transact. I would say at that point you are a slave and because you can see them coming, you should say no. Say no right now, stop. And the things that are happening uh, are, are really fantastic, uh, but they go back decades. There's no question that there's been a very long run up to the level of control that, that we are going to face. Guest says AI could wipe out conservative thought altogether and Americans need to wake up. 
Dan Schneider is the vice president of MRC Free Speech America, and he joins me now. Dan, good to see you. Thanks for coming on. Uh, how exactly is artificial intelligence destroying conservative thought? Well, we haven't seen it quite yet, but it, it's a growing trend. It's a growing danger. We do know how AI works. AI works by collecting all the data that's out there in the universe uh, when done properly. And it gives a result that basically is the mean uh, average. Uh, but we know that the, the, the big tech oligarchs who have a great history, a terrible great history of destroying conservative speech, of censoring us, they're the same people involved in writing the algorithms. They're already trying to, to clean the internet of our views they're trying to cancel us, and that's going to be an ever greater threat when AI eliminates our perspective in their search results. If that is the worry and that's the concern that that could happen, is it is it something that conservatives can put a stop to? Well, Congress needs to act right away. Democrats in Congress and in the executive branch know that AI is the single greatest tool they've ever had to destroy their opposition, to destroy the very idea that America was founded on. We have to act right away to stop these big tech executives. And of course, we see what's well, going on how, in China, how? too. How so? How, a, well, a, look, how is it such a threat? And B, how do we stop them? AI should and could be a very great tool to create value for all of us. But AI is also going to be used against us, just like the social media platforms have, have silenced us and censored us. But this is going to be an even greater threat than social media silencing us. This is going to be substituting their truth, the left-wing truth, for our truth. Larry Page, the co-founder of Google, has already announced that, that he wants AI to be a digital god, a digital god that gives, and this is his words, wants to give the right responses, the right truth, not, not the truth that the rest of us can discern on our own. But what, what Stop scrolling. I've got some breaking news for you amid the alarming revelation of a Chinese cyber attack on critical U.S. infrastructure. The U.S. Senate's been equipped with satellite phones for emergency communication in potential disruptive events. Concurrently, the FDA is issuing a cryptic warning about an Internet shutdown later this week. While we may scoff at the FDA's caution, the timing is intriguing. Over 50 senators now possess these devices as part of a fresh wave of security measures from the Senate Sergeant-in-Arms. These phones act as a safety net in case of emergency that disrupts communication in America. Are we on the cusp of a massive disruption? Should we be gearing up for it? Dive deeper into the goal is to ban private vehicles. What is this end game? Now you see, the intent isn't to transition the masses to electric vehicles. It's not gonna work. I already explained that to you. The real goal is to ban private vehicles. Only essential vehicles will be allowed on the road. Think it can't happen? Well, cities have already started. Madrid, Paris, Oslo, London, Mexico City, Copenhagen, Brussels, Milan, Rome, Athens, Frankfurt, Berlin, Bogota, Amsterdam. All of these cities have already begun limiting the amount of cars on the road. Meanwhile, all across the world, local governments are introducing 15-minute cities where everything you need is within 15 minutes walking distance. Canada, we're seeing it in Vancouver and Edmonton. In the UK, we're seeing it in Bath, Enfield, and Oxford. We're seeing it in Melbourne, Australia, Paris, France, Buenos Aires, Argentina, and Seattle and Portland in the United States. We're also seeing other signs that smart cities are underway. On September 1st, the local government in Denver, Colorado, took over tens of thousands of smart thermostats during a heat wave, stopping people from turning up their air conditioning. Now, to be sure, it's exactly the level of control governments want to have over your electric car. 
This is wild. People in the UK are set to receive a universal basic income for the first time ever in a two-year trial. If you didn't know, universal basic income is a regular government cash payment that every individual, rich, poor, employed, unemployed, all receive without any conditions. It's definitely not a new idea, but because of things like the pandemic, climate change, AI trying to steal our jobs, it started picking up a lot of momentum. To the point where now, 30 people who can actually put themselves forward for will this. be paid a significant £1,600 a month without any requirement to work or even demonstrate your willingness to work. And if you heard that and you immediately thought about quitting your job, that's where things get interesting. Because the director of the think tank running the scheme said that they wanted to study the effect this unconditional lump sum has on people's mental and physical health, incentives to work, and general standard of living. And if the results turn out positive, use this evidence base to push for national implementation. However, for UBI to actually work on a national scale, there would need to be a significant rise in the amount of income tax that everyone pays. But that then creates this potentially catastrophic scenario where you're actually decreasing the incentives for people to work, or simultaneously increasing the incentives for them not to work. So let's do a little test now. If you America, they think they are saving the world by buying electric cars. I have some bad news for you. No, you're not. So think about people with the mindset of electric cars is that we are not using internal combustion engine cars. We're not using fuel. We're not using gas. We're not using diesel. We're not using petrol to drive our cars. Majority of the countries in the world still they use fuel to burn it and then make electricity out of it. In which sense you're saving the world? When you're using the same or more amount of energy to create more energy to get your car powered up. If you really want to save the world, why you are not banning ships, cargo planes, the amount of sulfur a ship creates that's equivalent to 50 million cars. The other thing I was seeing this past week was semi-truck automated loaders. The warehouse is organized by the forklifts that are autonomous. And then those forklifts will load the pallets on the automatic semi-loader, which then that automatic semi-loader will put all these pallets in one hit into the back of the semi-truck, which is driven autonomously. And so this whole entire circle of events will remove all those jobs. The truckers will not be needed the pallet loaders will not be needed and the semi truck loaders will not be needed the warehouse workers will not be needed this ai takeover is happening it's not just coming for janitorial work it's not just coming for video editing it's not just coming for look man your accountants are going to be gone they can do all the math the data analysis if semi trucks are fully anatomically correct why aren't we looking at optimal um, I can believe that. And he has a, he posted a video of doing that. A lot of people was just like, well, wait a second. What if I don't have a smartphone? You know, uh, they're testing this out. And also out in the Whole Foods out in Washington, D.C., you all also will see that clip. Um, it's the same thing. In order to get in, you have to scan. You have to use a QR code. Yeah. Um, but how they're selling you, uh, certain people are selling the benefit package by saying, oh, this will be good because people won't be able to come in and rob and loot. You know, they, they make it good where you can accept this and you can want this but of course that's not the number one reason why they're putting this uh making these tours go digital you know what i mean uh, yeah you have to usher in this whole digital system this whole to be tracked it's it's making it easier for uh the, the social credit score that's coming upon us uh so it's they're doing it slowly by slowly. So before you know it, everything will be digitalized and, you know, you've been accepted everything without even knowing it. So, there's yeah. This, there, I remember I told you when I went on my training, 
in order to get into the building of the training facility, you had to scan the QR code. Mm. And I thought about it. I said, well, a lot of these people just started work today. <laughs> For a lot of them, this is their first job. So what if they ain't had no job coming in here? They may not have a phone. Mm. Now, in order to get in this building, you had to scan the QR code. And here's the loophole around it. So say you got a phone, but you don't have internet. We got free Wi-Fi in the building. Mm. Huh? Make convenient for you. Make no, don't, don't worry about it. We, it's as long free. as you got a phone, we'll it's get free. your Wi-Fi and we'll get you updated real quick. Get you acclimated. It's crazy. Now, here's the kicker. You didn't have a phone. They had burner phones for you to scan the QR code. Oh, really? Pay attention to that. And when I say burner phones, I mean these phones only work around Wi-Fi. So there's no hiding that whole, oh, I ain't got no phone, man. All you off the grid, my, my, my off the grid people. I ain't got no phone, man. I don't even, I don't even do all that. Now we got okay. you covered. We got, got a whole box of them. Got there you whole, go. <laughs> like you said, I got a whole box of government phones right here. Just download them. You just get, connect to the Wi-Fi, download the app. We'll get you right. Yeah. Um, I always tell Mojo this story of, of like, I remember um, this had to be, you know, way back. Well, I ain't going to say way back when. This had to be probably like in about... I want to say maybe 2015-ish, 16-ish could have been. Remember, I was visiting back home and, you know, my family was telling me, oh, you know, they're giving out free phones in this neighborhood. And to me, I had never heard of that because that was just so wild. And they were just like, yeah, we're going to get our free phone. I'm like, wait a second. The government is giving out free phones? They were just like, yeah. And I just always thought that there was something to that. I thought right then and there, that they were testing out some type of experimental experiment that they're doing that they had planned for uh, in the future. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now you see how everything is coming to light. But yeah, they're giving out free government phones and you know it was tracked. You know they're able to see everything that you were doing. Absolutely. You know what I mean? They're going to allow you to use Wi-Fi and get on that. They're going to be able to see what websites you're getting on. Uh, what are you using your time with? What are you looking into? Where are you at? So, you know, use it like a GPS. So, I don't know. So, also, Elon Musk brain implant company Neuralink announces FDA approval of inhuman clinical studies. Mm. So, before he was approved to test this in monkeys and animals, now the FDA has just approved this to where he can do inhuman clinical studies. Now, the Neuralink Neurotech startup, co-founded by co-founded by Elon Musk, announced Thursday it has received approval from the Food and Drug Administration to conduct its first inhuman clinical study. The implant aims to help patients with severe paralysis regain their ability to communicate by controlling their external technologies using only neural signals. The extent of the approved trial is not known, Neuralink said in a tweet that patient recruitment for its clinical trial is not open yet. See, this is, again, this is how they sell you the benefit package. Oh, you get this? You, you know, it helps with paralysis. You know, we can bring your nerves back. But they don't say, oh, you know, we probably can. We can slow down Alzheimer's. Yeah, they'll tell you, we can slow down Alzheimer's. We could, you know, do all, we can uh, see different health uh, effects before they even come. But they don't tell you, oh, you know, we can also do some things, too. We can control you using that implant, you know. We could uh, track your brain waves of what's going on in there. We could, you know, shut your body down, perhaps, you know. I truly believe whenever they do start testing in human subjects, majority of the human subjects will be senior citizens. Mm. Now, that's for two reasons. A, senior citizens are more vulnerable health issues-wise, so it's easy for them to be able to 
say that they're clearing up things. Like, say you do have someone with Alzheimer's. That's usually once you hit about the age of 40, 50-ish and up that you start to show signs of Alzheimer's and things like that. So, so somebody with Alzheimer's, say you get it in them, and then they start to get their memory back. Oh, I cleared up Alzheimer's. Yeah, just- However, what if I'm testing on that same person and that person passes away? Well, they already had health issues. Hmm? Remember when the jab first came out? Mm-hmm. Who were the first test subjects? Mm-hmm. But I do think now you get young was... people who are wanted to. They want to oh, be yeah, cool that... now. They're oh, used yes. to, you know, they no, oh, no, want to no. be cool to get a brain about, I ain't talking about yeah. getting it. I'm talking about the test subjects. Right now, oh, we're okay. just oh, yeah, the yeah, testing yeah. stage. Yeah. So if I test on a subject, I'd rather test on someone elderly just in case anything does go sideways. I can let the FDA know this person had health issues before. Yeah, that's, right. that's a good angle subject. to look at it. Because if you test all healthy people and they start going Dropping around like fire. zombies, they're like, whoa, whoa, this ain't good. Hey. This ain't good. We hey. can't put this out. I Thank you. That's for sure. No, I get that. That's interesting. So also, an Australian bank stops handling cash at the counter in some branches. So completely at some branches in uh, Australian, New Zealand, uh, they're... Um, already like stopping cash completely it says the australia and the new zealand banking group anz bank has stopped handling cash over the counter at some branches now there are a small number of branches where we no longer handle cash at a counter a spokesperson for the 570 branch bank which posted um so they had a profit of about eight billion last year so this is you know good money that they made a profit they said these branches cash and deposits and cash withdrawals can continue to be made by using our smart atm and coin deposit machines and we have staff on hand to help customers that might be using them for the first time so basically in other words they are starting at banks to take away cash completely and if you do have some cash or some deposits, they're going to lead you to their smart ATM. So they're already starting to kind of program you to get ready to not use cash anymore. I'll be honest with you. I, the last time I've used cash was during the whole situation that I had with vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. So I go to the bank looking to do a withdrawal. Yeah. And need some money, right? Money's in my account. Money's there. So I asked for the withdrawal. I got hit with one of them Soldier Boy situations. For all y'all that know, Soldier Boy went to the bank, asked for 400000 They told him they didn't have it. I ain't asked for that much. I wasn't even asking for much in my mind. I'm thinking it's a bank, right? They didn't have it. They didn't have it. I had to go to another branch wow. in order to get my money, mm. which shocked me because I said, this is a bank. How much money are you holding in the safe altogether? If you can't give me this much, how much are you actually holding in cash? Now, digitally, they could, oh, well, you could just swipe your card for it. Now, I don't want to swipe my card for it. At this point, now, I really want to, because at first I thought about it. I was like, I'll just swipe my card for it. But then something just told me, no, see if you can get the cash. I want to see it. I want to mm-hmm. feel it in my hand. Palms must be greased. I want to <laughs> feel this money. So I told him, get it for me. I had to go to another bank to get it. And when I got to the other bank, it still took me an extra 30 minutes for them to get the money for me. Because they had to get it cleared. They had to get it cleared and approved by the corporate bank and all this other but stuff. But you don't have to do all that when you get your money in the bank, which is crazy. I could just throw the money in the bank in a heartbeat. I could 
Say I could deposit $20,000 today. There ain't no issue. But let me go up there and tell him I want $20,000 out the bank. Oh, we got to get that clear. Flag right. on the plane. Yeah, Wait yeah, a second. Flag, Wait hey, a time second. out. I got to call somebody about this. Yeah. So pay attention to stuff like that, man. It's going down quicker than we think. A lot of y'all keep talking about, oh, it'll be 2030 or something like no. that. Nah, it's going to be our, our kids, Our kids are already in the mindset of not having cash on them. They would rather you send them money on cash app or to use a cash app than to use cash. So the generation that's coming up underneath us are already trained not to use cash. It's us that has to, us and the ones above us that has to get used to not using cash. So when they usher in this system, it's gonna be easier for the generations under us and that come under them to uh, use this digital system because they don't use it already as it is. It'll be normal. It's normal. And speaking, I was in a grocery store the other day. I remember a couple months ago when you were speaking about uh, at a Snooks, there was a robot in there. And I saw the robot for the very first time in Snooks, like going down the aisles, checking things. I'm like, wow. I've never lived. At, see, this was stuff that you only saw on movies, the like sci-fi the movies, all that mm -hmm. stuff. Now, all of a sudden, they're incorporating this into reality, which is so crazy to me. I actually saw a robot in the grocery store going down the aisles. And I'm like, wow it's really happening this stuff is really here and they're gonna just put one robot in the store to get you used to it and all of a sudden you're gonna have multiple robots maybe robot robots at the door want to see if you got your uh qr code to get it <laughs> like it's a, like my cousin the other day he went to uh, a walmart he was just like he was just like whoa he said where are all the people they no, there's no one here to cash me out i'm like oh yeah you yeah, gotta you go gotta, through you gotta go through the self-checkout self you know what i mean like it's different guys i'm telling you it is so different and i remember you know what when i had first moved to chicago this was probably back in 11. this is a i remember now that i'm speaking about this i remember i went to a walgreens and it was self-checkout and i said and i was telling the girl one of my roommates i'm like what is this she just like oh you can check yourself out i'm like really I had never, but this was like in 11. So fast forward, they they test out in these big major cities, get you used to it. Cause they're like, if we get the major cities, you know, used to seeing where you can put your buggy up and it'll take it up by itself. Everything is just so cool and all that. Once we get into these smaller uh, areas, it wouldn't be a problem because we went to go visit my father out in uh, Kansas. Uh, we went to a Dollar General. There was no self-checkout at all. You still had people in there. So it hasn't really reached everybody yet. They're just running it out, getting like the big populations on board, uh, control with it. And then with the smaller cities, the rural areas is not going to be a problem. And you got to know, when you're doing it with the bigger cities, once it comes to a smaller city, they think they're getting updated. We're getting, yeah. We're getting <laughs> upgrade. They think it's the greatest thing in the world. We're getting upgrade. We got self-checkout now. Like, no, nah, it's not good. And going back to the robot, remember, I told you, I didn't, it ain't, it, it ran up on me. Like, it wasn't in there checking the light. It was checking me. It pulled up on me like, hey, what you looking for? Like, it, it literally asked me, was I looking for anything? It had it on a little You should have started speaking Spanish. I was like, well, it probably would have interpreted it, too. It'd be like, uh, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> That's gibberish. That ain't Spanish. Mm -hmm. I got Spanish. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And the self-checkout, that was a big thing online. And remember, Walmart got so mad with the self-checkout that they had to update their technology because a lot of people were stealing on the self-checkouts. So now they've updated the technology. If you pay attention, when you go to a self-checkout, especially in Walmart, it immediately makes you swipe, scan, whatever you do, 
put it in a bag. If you don't put it in a bag, it will shut down right then and there and throw that really? flag up. It sure will. It will throw that yellow light up and tell somebody to come over and help you out because you ain't put it in the bag and I don't know what you're doing. I think you're stealing. But you know what? You brought up something interesting. You said that <laughs> when they bring this stuff to the big cities and they don't have it in the, yeah, in they, the, think it's in there, they think it's an upgrade. You know, that's psychology 101. Yeah. This is how we this is how we can get them on board with it. Yeah. They will want it because they're like, oh, we're getting upgraded now. No, oh, we're just ushering you into the program yeah. as well. We're making it easier. If if Chicago is getting self-checkout hundred percent, everything is self-checkout, we got robots in the stores and everything. What do you think a little Carbondale-ish type of city is gonna think when they start getting robots and self-checkout? Oh, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Little Salem, Illinois, and things like that. These small towns, man, they don't think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. We're going to upgrade in our community. They're doing, and that's how they're going to market it. The mayors and everything like that, because they're small towns. The market so is an upgrade. Know everybody. Yeah. It's an upgrade. We're going to upgrade the city. With this new tax proposal, we're going to get self-checkout. We're going to be just like- Just how they do our, just how they like do our phones. Oh, no, it's an upgrade. We'll be able to track your heart rate. I don't need a phone to track my heart rate. <laughs> or my pulse. This thing here, I never paid it no attention. Shout out my sister, Myra. She put me on game and she said, do you think that thing is really tracking you? And I had to sit back one day and think about it. I said, wow, it tracks my sleep, my heart rate, how many steps I take and everything like that. That's just what it's telling me that it's tracking. What if it's actually tracking more than that? You think they can't take your brain nerves and check and see how your neurons are firing through this thing? Absolutely. If they can tell how many steps you're making, specifically by the movements that you're making, it can track your heartbeat and things like that. Check your heart rate. Make sure that everything is pumping fine. What else are they tracking? And it's getting us things? ready for smart health technology. What did you say? Okay. So That's what's getting us ushered in. This Pretty is the beginning of the Neuralink right here. This is the beginning of it. Yeah. And they're not, and don't get me wrong, I'm not against it, but know what you're doing when you have these things. I mean, they're able to basically monitor you, monitor your every your, move, your inside body. Like, why, why do you need a device to do that? This thing will tell you how much water you drink. That's too much information. And guess what? All the information is going to to the headquarters. Come on now. In the headquarters, you use it. it to oh, the higher ups. You, you know what? They they may come pull you out your job. You know we've been we've been monitoring Mojo for three years. His heart is good. He got a good heart and good blood going through him. Let's go ahead and go through and swoop him up. I think they come, this is next level black market technology. Like she said, when it comes down, like we said, the thirty children missing. Mm. When it comes down to that next group of people missing, it's gonna be people with these. Cause like you oh, said, they've been testing you out. Ooh, we got good organs. It's only a it's only a matter of time before a quote unquote hacker hacks these devices, gets in it, and gets the information. And now and that's they the thing. know who's healthy. With everything being on the, on the grid, if they're putting everything on the grid, anybody can hack in and uh, look at anything or take anything. Just like they're trying to do now where they're trying to mo do this smart health technology where it tells you how much medicine and all that you need to take. What if somebody yeah. hack in and say, oh, you know, let's, you dose it up, you know, take this amount. Or, or, they, or since everything's on the grid, they can uh, switch it out and put your new medicine in there i just i'm just a little leery when it comes to all this stuff you know so no absolutely but and back to the on the grid thing so remember when facebook shut down and instagram shut down yeah and youtube shut down everybody all happened in the course of a month separate weeks though 
Everybody's like, oh my God, what's going on? And we know that was an experiment. That was an experiment. So it happened again not too long ago. Did it? Yeah, it happened again. Instagram just went on a freeze. They claimed that it was doing an update. But it went on a freeze for like a good hour. Mm. People were flipping out. Oh my God, this and that. Cash app froze at one point in time. (laughs) People are like, oh, is your cash app acting up? I'm on pause mojo. So as he's saying this, think, think think about what he's saying. They Look about how... How much control they have over your life just with these little three programs. Go ahead, Mojo. No, no, no. That's the point of this whole conversation. So my woman was talking to me and she's like, oh, well, you know, she just thought normal. Like, oh, well, it's just this and that and this and that. Then I broke it down to how this is a social experiment. (laughs) (laughs) They are testing us, ma'am. They are trying to figure out who's going to be, who's really going to, when it, when it come back up, who's going to be posting. Oh, was yours down? Was yours down? Oh, this and that. They really want to find out who can do and who can do. And those out. three apps is like majority of everybody's life. Cash app is where you get your money. Uh, what you say? You said Instagram, Instagram and all that is, is where you post for social YouTube media and your news, your, your YouTube. So all of that. Listen, they have created us a digital life that they can control and take it away from us at any given time to whereas we will feel isolated. WWW. World Wide Web, Instagram, Cash App, YouTube. And all of us, they're trying to put all of us on the same grid. Okay, so now we got China faces a new COVID wave that could peak at 65 million cases a week. Now, it says uh, in Beijing, China's bracing for a new wave of COVID infections that could see as many as 65 million cases per week by the time the surge peaks at the end of June. It is a startling prediction in a country where the pandemic originated in late uh, 2019 that only months ago had enforced some of the harshest COVID uh, control protocols on the planet. Now within the latest Omicron variant, the XBB, fueling a a resurgence in cases, the response from China's government and the public is muted at best. Now the surge comes about six months after the country uh, dismantled its uh, sprawling infrastructure for dealing with COVID, including harsh lockdowns, mass testing, uh, stifling quarantines, and strict mask requirements. So, they're telling Give me us a now. Date on this. When, when did they drop this article? This article came out in May of twenty-five. So let's just say May? about a week. Let's just say about two weeks ago. They said on May twenty-fifth, by the end of June, they'll be at what 60,000? 60, well, yeah, they said as many as sixty-five million cases per week. Sixty-five million cases per week from May twenty-fifth to the end of June. As of today, we're in June now. Yeah, we're in early mid. We're about to be in mid June, and you know what? And I don't five million a week. And and this is the thing, and they better not say it's going to be spreading over here if you barely can catch a flight out. And uh, they barely letting their people out the house and get on flights. So if this makes its way over here, I'll be interested in what excuse they're going to use now because these people are locked down in their houses. They're tracked. They they are already on the social credit uh, system out yep. there. You know, they scan your eyes to, to buy food. You know, they look at you. You know, it, it's, it's there in China. And that's, listen, that is what we are trying to get to. But we are just doing it slowly. You already see in China, their stores are digital. You can't go in there without scanning uh, your phone, your QR code, uh, your digital ID. Out here. No, like you said, they scanning your eye. Yeah. And out here, 
that's what they're trying to do. They're only doing a few stores at a time, but they're already trying to make your license digital. They're trying to make these stores digital. They're trying to get us all on one grid. Our model is China. Like, that's what it is. But yeah, so they're coming out now saying that uh, with the uh, with this juice, 65 million cases per week. They already know the numbers already. They're already predicting, quote unquote, by the end of June is going to reach its peak. So I just say, guys, uh, brace up. Waves of COVID. You just got your COVID forecast just now. You heard it. You heard it here on True News. In May of 2023, more waves of COVID coming. So brace yourself. Get ready. We know the game. We know the game. We know how they're going to play it out. We know the tactics. We know the lies that they're going to use. But we were just told today more waves of COVID are coming. New strain called XBB. This is the Chinese official saying that they expect a wave of COVID outbreaks this winter. And then you'll see a cycle of this happen every five months. Well, this one should be a bit of a shocker. Sandra Batty, the vice world champion of jiu-jitsu, died at the age of 31. All of a sudden. Probably one of the best athletes. <clears throat> Why are we ignoring the fact that this 19-year-old has dementia? In the UK, friends and family are now saying goodbye to a 23-year-old, very physically fit man who was playing a game of football with his friends. All of a sudden, just, yeah. If you can't see the uh, health of this man in this picture, he is the world's sixth best young water skier who suddenly is not with us anymore, named Mikey Geller. I literally have no words that people have not more to say and that literally it says they were suddenly gone not there was a reason for them suddenly being gone they're just suddenly gone where's the mainstream media hello hello a father says goodbye to his 15 year old son who was just playing a game of football with his friends we can go on. A 29-year-old, dad of two, dies fishing. The Italian star of Big Brother at 37 dies after collapsing at a bar. But no reason. There's no reason for this. Except for one I can, I can think of. A 14-year-old, randomly, suddenly, for no reason, not with us anymore. And another person taken away from us for no reason, complains of a headache in the next couple hours, she's not with us anymore. This is a lot of news from the UK. There's a lot of news in the US. There's a lot of news of personal stories that nobody's posting, that nobody's um, putting on the corporate websites of these companies, but they're actually happening and the stories are everywhere. And if you just looked and opened your eyes, you would see them. They're literally our friends and our family and their friends and their family. Everybody's talking about it. If you look at the interviews with the world leaders, including people like Trudeau in Canada, Macron in France, all over the world, even the latest guy that is the current prime minister of England, okay, uh, Sunak, I believe, uh, guess where he's from? 
the World Economic Forum. Wow. It's all tied together. So Klaus Schwab has taken the World Economic Forum for the last 50 years. He's groomed leaders to go along with his vision, Mega Melaniac, taking over the planet, the Fourth Reich, uh, and now he's got him in positions of power. They're in every major developed country, including our own, and it isn't just Biden, by the way, uh, and it's both sides of the aisle, Democrats and Republicans. And people need to wake up. That's right. We're being lied to. Okay. But they've sold their souls to, dare I say, the devil, Klaus Schwab, and this Fourth Reich. And, and, and basically, they got them all in place. And Klaus Schwab admitted, hmm, we got everybody in place who's going to do our bidding. We need a trigger. And he said that the COVID-19 crisis was the trigger. Now, the FTC and the FDA have sued you in the past. And they'll tell people not to read your books. The natural cures are dangerous and ineffective. What do you say to that? <clears throat> The Federal Trade Commission and the Food and Drug Administration basically are on the payroll of the drug companies. I write books. These are not my cures. I traveled five million miles, Skip. I interviewed over 5,000 real doctors all around the world who are curing every disease without drugs and surgery. Dr. Lennon Colwell in Germany documented, treated 35,000 terminal cancer patients, breast cancer, liver cancer. His mother was one of them with liver cancer. She was told she was going to die, go to hospice. It's over. Prostate cancer, leukemia, lymphatic cancer. People that were told you're going to die, go home to hospice and die. He treated 35,000 cancer patients. He has the highest cancer cure rate of any doctor in the world. And he doesn't use chemotherapy. He doesn't use drugs. He doesn't use surgery or radiation. He uses natural remedies. Suzanne Summers had breast cancer. We don't hear about it much. But she said no to chemotherapy. She said no to radiation. I have a lot of respect for this woman. But how come it isn't front page news that she is a breast cancer survivor without chemotherapy, radiation, or drugs? We don't hear about that. I traveled five million miles, and I found doctors all around the world are curing arthritis, herpes, flu, bird flu, uh, uh, swine flu, seasonal flu. They're curing arthritis, they're curing high blood pressure, insomnia, all without drugs and surgery and no side effects. So why would the Federal Trade Commission want to sue me? Here's why. Because I am adversely affecting the profit. Well, if a satellite in outer space can tell whether a dime on the ground is face up or face down, and if a cell phone can call anywhere on the planet and target one cell phone, even in a room full of people, why can we treat why can't we treat cancer at the site of the tumor without it impacting the whole person and somebody's hair falling out? Unless you got cancer in your head, it didn't make sense to me why your hair would have to fall out. There has to be a better way. So I dedicated my life to using the technology of satellites and cell phones to treat cancer. I developed a new type of what's called a nanoparticle, which is a really, really tiny particle that's harmless until you shine a laser light on it. And then it heats up because of it vibrating really fast mm -hmm. and it kills whatever is touching. So the laser wow. that I'm using is low power, like a laser pointer, but it's a small beam. And because it's localized, we can target it at just the site of the tumor. And we show complete elimination of tumors in laboratory mice after one treatment over the course of 15 days with no side effects, no chemo, no surgery, no radiation. Wow. Using technology. Wow.
Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is mounting a presidential campaign of his own, and he is not letting this whole incumbency stop him. He's not letting this whole there will be no debate, says the DNC, stop him. And then he was talking about school shootings on a Twitter spaces with Elon Musk, and he said something which, given the chance, could probably win him support from a lot of Democrats, a lot of independents, and maybe even some Republicans. Listen to this. Prior to the, in the introduction of Prozac, we had almost no... Uh, none of these events in our country, and we've never seen them in history, human history, where people walk into a, a, a schoolroom of children or strangers and start shooting people. There's other nations that have as many guns per capita as we do, like Switzerland. Switzerland, the last school shooting was 21 years ago. We have one every 21 hours. The one thing that we have that's different than anybody in the world is the amount of psychiatric drugs our children are taking. Autism went from one in 10,000 in my generation, which it still is, to one in every 34 kids today. We got these explosions of autoimmune diseases that same year, rheumatoid arthritis, juvenile diabetes. Why is that happening? Why did peanut allergies suddenly appear in 1989? We know it's an environmental toxin, Genes do not cause epidemic. If any of you are my age, you cannot remember meeting anybody when you were a school kid who had autism or peanut allergy. Prior to 1989, these were, you know, minor things. But now, today, eczema, all of these autoimmune diseases suddenly explode that year. What happened that year? Well, we know what, there's about 11 culprits and it's an easy thing to figure out which one it is and then eliminate it. Recent decades, there has been an unexplained and alarming growth in the prevalence of chronic illnesses and health problems, especially in children. We've seen a stunning rise in autism, autoimmune disorders, obesity, infertility, serious allergies, and respiratory challenges. It's time to ask, what is going on? Is it the food that they eat? The environment that we live in? The over-prescription of certain medications? Is it the toxins and chemicals that are present in our homes? Every year we spend hundreds of billions of dollars to treat these chronic problems rather than looking at what is causing them in the first place. Too often our public health establishment is too close to Big Pharma. We make a lot of money, Big Pharma. Big corporations and other special interests. and does not want to ask the tough questions about what is happening to our children's health. Diabetes is a $110 billion annual industry. Big Pharma makes $110 billion a year on diabetes. How many of you think they want to shut that down? Right. Oh, one person does? Okay, well, I would take issue with that. They don't want to shut that down. Um, so, the, in fact, if you ask me, if you said, Gary, nobody, nobody would say this. This is a hypothetical. Um, but if you said, Gary, write me a diet that would guarantee I get diabetes, I would go right to the American Diabetic Association website, I would download their dietary guidelines, and I would send them to you. Check it out. I'm not making this up. If you, if you go there, you'll see. You know what they recommend for a type 2 diabetic first thing in the morning for breakfast? Bowl of oatmeal, glass of orange juice, with natural honey, crushed brown sugar. If you know anything about diet, how much fat, how much protein is in that? Zero. That is all high glycemic carbohydrates. So if you follow that diet, what happens? Your blood sugar spikes. If your blood sugar spikes, what do you need? Insulin. It's an insulin dependency diet. It's perfect. Break into your house Friday night, come back Saturday morning, sell you a security system. It's a perfect unit.
right. A whistleblower has come forward to tell consumers about the ground beef a lot of us buy at the supermarket. Is it what we think it is? Gerald Zernstein grinds his own hamburger these days. Why? Because his former USDA scientist, now whistleblower, knows that 70% of the ground beef we buy at the supermarket contains something he calls pink slime. Beef trimmings that were once used only in dog food and cooking oil, now sprayed with ammonia to make them safe to eat, and then added to most ground beef as a cheaper filler. It's not uh, fresh ground beef. Zernstein and his fellow USDA scientist Carl Custer both warned against using what the industry calls lean, finely textured beef. It's shocking. It's shocking. 1,900 food production companies in the past year have been destroyed. The two largest egg manufacturers in the United States have burnt down in the past 36 hours. We've had two planes smash into meat processing centers. And uh, the only commonality amongst all of them are these two things. They make food for Americans and it's on American land. The Dutch have gone one step further, um, as well as seizing 3,000 farms and telling farmers that they are no longer allowed to farm anywhere in the EU or they don't get paid for the farms that are being seized. Um, they're also telling other farmers that they're only allowed two cows per field. Part of the uh, climate war. This is just going to kill people. We need food to eat and live. What the hell is going on? I was hoping someone was going to post this. So many people in Canada don't realize, but less than 5% of Canada is arable land. Arable land means land that you can actually grow human food crops on. Uh, and in Ontario, it's about 5%. So nationally, 96% of Canada, you cannot grow human food crops there. Why has historically Canada had only 10% of the population in the United States? Because we can't grow f as much food here in Canada. Nine-tenths of this country is essentially frozen solid for 11 months out of the year. Furthermore, almost 60% of the prime agricultural lands in the country, prime being class one, two, and three, that you can basically grow any kind of food crop on, including the high-value food items, that's all in Ontario. 56% of our prime ag land is in Ontario, and it's almost entirely in southern Ontario, right along the top of Lake Erie and Lake Ontario. Many people say to me, that's bullshit, these stats are bullshit. I encourage you, go look at the OMAFRA website, that's the Ontario Ministry of Agriculture, Food and Rural Affairs. The stats are right in there. Go to the Ontario Federation of Agriculture, go to their website, these stats are right in there. Nobody would know our ag land statistics better than those two organizations. It's an honor to be here and I wanna thank all of you for your work. Uh, I would like to address um, an announcement this week in Chicago from Northwestern University. Uh, it was a breakthrough uh, in their research related to the brain, and it has a personal element to it. We lost two of the pillars of the United States Senate to glioblastoma, brain cancer, Senator McCain, Senator Kennedy. I understand the treatment of this terrible disease is limited by and large to surgical intervention because of the blood-brain barrier. Now I'm going to stop trying to sound like I've ever attended medical school or even got close to one, but in reading the news account of this Northwestern University breakthrough, it appears that they have now opened the blood-brain barrier to allow drugs to pass through to the brain meaning that unusable chemotherapy drugs can now reach brain tumors. Uh, so there's an option beyond surgery, or could be soon. The process they've created is known as sonication, and 
and uh, I won't go any further to try to describe it. But it also said in the article that this could have an application on Parkinson's as well as Alzheimer's. It's possible that they could come for me because I'm very outspoken about it. But if you ever hear that something happened, that I died, I'm not depressed, I didn't commit suicide, I'm telling you right now that we need to stand up and fight. So just remember, if something happens to me, it's because I've been telling the truth and they don't want that truth to continue going out there. But I did not kill myself. I am not depressed, I'm very happy, and I am very excited to be alive at this time in human history because this is the sign of the times. All the stuff that is bad is going away and all the truths are coming to light. All right, it's 1241 on uh, May 20th, and uh, I was supposed to be interviewing Dr. Rashid Batar right now, and I literally just found out right now that he's not going to be on today's show um, because he is deceased. And I don't have the words to articulate uh, what he meant to me. So I just found this out 11 minutes ago. So I'm just going to re-air our interview from last week and uh, my thoughts and prayers uh, go out to Rashid Batar, Dr. Rashid Batar, the late great Dr. Rashid Batar and to his family and uh, he's a great friend of mine and uh, 60 million people a week. Do you know that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. There's a billion people in China. That is 60 a million lot. a week. Think about it. So, 100 million is 10 weeks. 100 million to get to a billion. So, 100 million times 10 is a billion, right? So, we're talking about 10 weeks of 100 billion. So, you want to break that down by 65. Let's just say within the next 15 weeks, the whole entire country could have COVID. Of a billion people. That's wild. That's wild. And that's a lot. And that's a rapid rate. And I'm with you. I wanted to know how it's going to spread over here. Yeah. What they what are they going to say this time? time? They said it was, you know, people were traveling from China and all this other stuff. Well, we ain't traveling over there like that. Yeah, and they not even letting they people travel like that. They definitely not letting they people travel. What is is it going to be now? I wonder if we're going to go back into a lockdown of you can't leave the country. And they already trying to get these 15-minute cities started up to where it's like it'll be, you will be, in these 15-minute cities, you will have everything you need so you won't have to go outside your jurisdiction. Like, come on now. It says, uh, senators issued uh, satellite phones offer demonstrations on upgraded security devices. So aim at growing concerns of security risk to members of Congress. Over 50 senators have been issued satellite phones for emergency communication. Now, people familiar with the measures told uh, CBS News the devices are part of a series of new security measures being offered to senators by the Senate uh, Sergeant at Arms who took over shortly after the assault on the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. The satellite phone technology has been offered to all 100 senators. CBS News has learned at least 50 have accepted the phones, which Senate administrative staff recommended senators keep in close proximity during their travels. Now, now this is the whole article. I'll stop right here. You all feel free to look this up. 
But wait a second. They're giving members of Congress uh, satellite phones and they're saying security risks and just in case of emergency. Well, we're entering times that, you know, if the grid shut down, you know, stuff get hot, things get hectic. You know, the, the people important, you know, they're on this satellite to where they can still communicate with each other. So when Mojo was just saying a couple conversations ago, you know, how Cash App froze, Instagram froze, Facebook froze, you know, it's nothing for your uh, wireless network to freeze, right? And a lot of people communicate through Facebook and Instagram. That's how they call and talk to you now. Um, but, or through the Wi-Fi. So the Wi-Fi goes down because the Wi-Fi has went down plenty of times before. They've already tested that out. So if all of that goes down, they still have um, proper communications with amongst each other. It's like they're creating their own network almost, if you think about it. You know what I mean? Remember when uh, you, uh, they said that, up. okay, one more. It says that Gibson said the phones are a security backup in the case of emergency that takes out communications in part of America. Federal funding will pay for the satellite airtime needed to utilize the phone devices. Go ahead, Mojo. Isn't that, isn't that a winky <laughs> thing? Yeah, in case of an internet connection going bad. Huh? And think about it. When Elon Musk came out on the Joe Rogan podcast and he was talking about the whole Neuralink situation, what did he say his ultimate goal was? It's for everybody to be connected on one cloud. Mm-hmm. Neuralink-wise. So mentally, he wants everybody with their Neuralink in their brain to be connected to one specific thing. Yeah. So if that thing goes down, then everybody who's connected to it there, it all goes with them. Just right? like Apple is doing. You know, they got that uh, a- iCloud. I mean, I mean, not Apple. I'm sorry. Amazon. Amazon has something called the sidewalk yes. uh, to where it's basically it uses, you know, everybody has these ring cameras and all of that is going to use, you know, those signals. And they said, wait, they said, honestly, they said, I think they said over 90% of the people are already on it without even knowing it for a simple fact that you do have these Apple these uh, Amazon devices that you use. So right. this is like their own grid within itself. And now they're allowing outside companies to uh, put their devices on that as well. So it's like everyone would be on their own electric Wi-Fi world type thing. All this information will be there. They're able to see everything. They're able to track everything. And they also have you on camera already because you have these devices in there. Even if you have like the Amazon Echo, that's part of it because... Um, it's going. It's going to be separate from like the company's Wi-Fi that you may use with your cable provider. It will strictly be yeah. Amazon. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Fascinating. So, um, sixty pounds. Now, this is something that I've been trying to get to for a while. We do know about two weeks ago, sixty pounds of an explosive chemical was lost during a rail shipment. Um, about sixty thousand pounds of a chemical used as both a fertilizer and explosive. They said it's missing after likely disappearing during a rail trip from Wyoming to California last month. It says a rail car carrying uh, ammonium nitrate left a plant operated by explosives manufacturer uh, Dino Noble in 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 Wyoming on April 12th, according to an incident reported filed by a representative of the company with the National Response Center. The report states that the chemical was released due to an unknown cause and that it was discovered missing after the rail car arrived in California. Um, at the time of the report, the car was empty and on its way back to Wyoming. So all of a sudden, this ammonium nitrate that has been used in terror attacks, uh, fatal accidents, that's really explosive, 60,000 pounds of it, everything just be- was missing off the train. Nothing in sight. And I was speaking to this one guy about it at work. He was just like, 
Or maybe it just kind of like leaked out on the way there. And I said, what? I 60,000 pounds? I said, dude, I say it never made it to the train. That made it to another train or somewhere else. It didn't get on that train. You, you understand what this is used for? Explosives, blowing things up. And if it did, let's just use that scenario. He said it leaked out. You know, all them sparks and stuff that be coming off the, the railroad uh, tracks and trains, something definitely would have blew up. If you going from Wyoming all the way to California. It had detonated by now. Yeah. So all of a sudden these are supposed to see a large first of all, if it and did then we, steal, now all of a sudden we got all these radioactive I would assume it would give off radiation type of heat with a um, thermal scope. So if it was spilled, when you use a thermal scope, which is, you know, the colored the colored telescope type of vision. You'll be able to see all that. You'll see all of that. Because it'll give off heat rays, or at least it'll give away itself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's the first thing. Second thing, you just don't disappear. Sixty thousand dollars worth of explosive. sixty thousand pounds. Sixty thousand pounds yeah. worth of explosive equipment or ingredients mm-hmm. per se. Next now all of a sudden we got all these. Now this is in May twenty two. I, I would definitely now some we got all these got, forest fires stuff blowing let's up. Let's get to it. I would just finna <laughs> say all of a sudden now we got wildfires in Canada that's reaching New York. And it don't get me wrong, New York and Canada is mighty close, but still, if you have you seen some of the videos? Yeah, but think about California. They have wildfires all the time. It ain't never reached no other state, making it look orange. And, and you know, you know, and California is huge and big. And you know, their wildfires is bad. You know, what I'm saying? explosive chemical ammonium nitrate have disappeared from a rail shipment out west. Chemical is commonly used in fertilizers, but it was also used in the deadly 1995 terror bombing of a federal building in Oklahoma City. The company shipping the chemicals says a train left Wyoming last month and arrived at its destination in California with one car completely empty. The company says it's investigating. Good evening, and it's great to have you with us here on a Wednesday night. And we know millions of you are watching tonight indoors and trying to escape this toxic air outside. In fact, 115 million Americans across 16 states tonight under hazardous air warnings and alerts. All of this from the Canadian wildfires. This system locked in place, bringing toxic smoke down into the U.S. like a conveyor belt. Tonight here in New York City, the mayor now urging everyone in the city to stay inside if you can. The images are just stunning, the before and after. This is the before, the EarthCam webcam at the top of the Empire State Building looking toward Brooklyn just three days ago. And this is the view tonight. The city's air quality today, the index that measures this, the worst in the world now. Limited visibility affecting flights into New York. This plane landing at LaGuardia today, ground stops for a time at all airports in the New York area, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. too. New York's famous landmarks, nearly invisible through the haze. Look at this tonight. You can barely see the Statue of Liberty there. The Chrysler Building with the orange sky behind it. Outside Grand Central Station, a man wearing a mask to protect against the toxic air. In fact, so many now wearing masks again. Yankee Stadium is empty tonight. Major League Baseball has postponed games in New York and Philadelphia. And look at the map tonight. Over the next 24 hours, the smoke will continue to drift slowly down through the northeast, the I-95 corridor, for days. The deepest reds there, the most concerning. The red areas considered unhealthy. The darkest purple and maroon there on the map labeled hazardous. That's of the highest concern tonight. This evening, the White House pressed on this situation, calling this another alarming example of the climate crisis. Rob Marciano timing this out. When does the system locked in place finally shift? And ABC's Trevor Ault leading us off here from New York. 
Tonight, New York City's skyline looking a lot like Mars as that massive, ominous plume of wildfire smoke pours over the border. Millions of Americans are feeling its effects from New York City to Philadelphia and D.C. and as far south as North Carolina and Georgia. Officials now warning families to stay indoors even if they're healthy. Everybody, I don't care if you're 15, 55 or 85, everybody should be avoiding outdoor activities. The images are stunning. The sun shrouded as it rose above Manhattan this morning. At Tuesday's Yankees game, stadium lights illuminating the thick haze. Late today, officials postponing tonight's games in New York and Philadelphia. Everybody be careful. Stay inside. Don't leave your house. Don't go to work. They lit a fire. All of a sudden, I woke up yesterday. The whole entire fucking Long Island is yellow. And uh, nobody can breathe. Everybody's coughing. And the news is saying it's because there's a fire in Canada. And the particles have come to New York and Long Island. Hmm. Sounds like a bullshit story to me. Everyone's choking. Everyone doesn't want to go to work. Maybe what you're trying to do again is get us all to go back in the house and hide. Or maybe this is what you guys have been talking about. There's going to be another pandemic. But I wonder, how come when there's forest fires, in California burns down half the fucking state and nothing goes to any other state and nobody close to that state has any of these problems. I don't know, but I'm going to get to the bottom of it. It's November 30th, 1961. President John F. Kennedy is about to make a decision that will change the course of history as he signs his name on the dotted line to set up Operation Ranch Hand and approves the use of herbicides in northern Vietnam. It was the beginning of a nightmare for millions. After only a couple of months, the spraying begins. The Air Force would use three to five planes in an organized formation. The planes were equipped with tanks in the fuselage and spray nozzles on the wing. On every mission, each plane sprayed down an area that was 260 feet wide and 10 miles long. Less than a decade later, the American Air Force had completed nearly 6,000 missions and sprayed over 5 million gallons. That's enough chemicals to fill more than seven Olympic swimming pools. They sprayed us with a liquid. At the time, we were hiding in a tunnel underground. But even so, after they sprayed us, breathing was difficult. And our eyes watered, as if we had pepper in them. We told each other they are spraying chemicals. By the end of the war, American soldiers would end up spraying Vietnam and other nearby countries with 20 million gallons of herbicides. The Americans on the ground were told to spray down the area around U.S. military bases with trucks and hand sprayers, which meant a lot of U.S. soldiers were coming in direct contact with Agent Orange all the time. When they asked if it was safe, they were told by the American government, of course, will we put you in harm's way? Some soldiers were even straight up lied to and told that chemical drums were other substances. One of the things we did was uh, we unloaded uh, barrels of uh, what they said was insecticide to uh, kill the mosquitoes here and um, so that people wouldn't get malaria. But it turned out to be Agent Orange, a dioxin. So for me, it's a very, um, a very emotional issue to try to make up for that harm. Make a mental note of that for later. The American soldiers were instructed to cover the roads, rivers, canals, rice paddies, and farmland with Agent Orange. Everything as far as the eye could see should be dripping in the super potent herbicide, and this caused a few unintended casualties. Like accidentally spraying South Vietnam, Cambodia, and Laos even though they weren't involved in the war. But that didn't matter, because the fact was, the plan was working. Agent Orange was killing off the forest like a dream. Some military personnel even used to joke that only you can prevent a forest, 
a twist on Smokey the Bear. So you're Shell in the 1990s, one of the world's biggest oil companies. You've been exploiting Nigeria's oil reserves for a few decades now, without caring too much about the environmental damages you've been causing. But now you're facing a problem. The people of the Agoni land, a region in southeast Nigeria with large oil reserves, have had enough of your business, and you can't blame them. Oil spills and decades of waste dumping have polluted their water supplies. People are forced to drink cancer-causing substances with every sip of water. Plus, farming and fishing have become close to impossible. Many men can no longer feed their families. So now that you've destroyed their lands, made them sick, and killed their source of income, a few stubborn protesters want you out of their country. That's not good. Because if you lose control of Nigeria, you lose out on billions in oil. So what do you do? You call your best friend the Nigerian government. See, during this time, Shell was so powerful in Nigeria that they had the entire military at their beck and call. Yes, a private multinational corporation had an entire country's military in their pockets. Which is kind of like if Amazon had the US military at their beck and call. And Shell wasted no time putting the Nigerian military to use. You tell the military to strike the protesters with force, no matter the cost. The results? Widespread bloodshed. A full-blown assault on protesters that could only be described by onlookers as quotes, like an invading army that had vowed to take the last drop of the enemy's blood. 80 Nigerians dead. Almost 600 homes burnt down, all in the name of protecting Shell's bottom line in Nigeria. But Shell's fight against his opposition was far from over, and they were going to keep fighting as dirty as possible. This is the story of how one oil giant sucked a country dry for all its gods, while leaving a wake of death, devastation, and misery in its path. I just want to highlight something really quickly. A lot of people feel like you have to be a political analyst in order to understand anything about politics. A lot of people feel like you need some type of um, degree, PhD, master's, to get a handle on what's going on in this country. And I'm here to tell you, no, you don't. You don't. What you feel is going on is actually going on. The Obama administration gave $12 million to Holocaust survivors. This was under the Obama administration. Now, Obama gave black people amazing grace, all right? Obama gave black people, you know, mic drop in the dap but meanwhile his administration was able to give certain people with low income an award but you all keep saying that oh you can't, they can't do it for black people they keep giving y'all songs and dance and weak laws but it was black people it was elderly black people who walked who crawled for Obama to be in office. But when it was time to pass laws where elderly black people to, to be beneficiaries, they gave it to the people that were Holocaust survivors. What about the people that were Jim Crow survivors? Have you ever wondered how Africa came to be divided up and colonized by a bunch of European countries? If you've never heard of the Berlin Conference of 1884, you're about to get a window into the very definition of audacity. Leaders from 13 European countries, plus the US and Ottoman Empire, decided to hold a conference in Berlin in 1884 to decide what countries got to rule various regions of the African continent. Belgium's King Leopold decided that Africa was the next big territory that needed to be exploited for its natural resources 
resources and land. Germany's Chancellor Otto von Bismarck decided that rather than go to war over it, it would be much more civil to call a meeting with 15 countries to divide the continent up, like gentlemen, if you will. No African leaders were invited to participate. The scramble for Africa marked a 20-year period of pillaging, exploiting, dividing, and conquering nearly every part of the African continent to establish territories for material gain and power for seven European nations. The audacity. By 1975, more than 40 African countries had finally gained their independence through war, diplomacy, and protest. But the effects of that decades-long siege had a devastating impact on the continent that is still being felt today. Water, mud, fat, and salt. This is what Shirley Nonsent and her family are going to be eating for the next few days. It is not just her. She lives on four dimensions in Soleil, one of the poorest areas in Port-au-Prince. Called mud cookies, they are a food of last resort in Haiti and a symbol of the country's deepening humanitarian crisis. We eat mud cookies because we are hungry. We don't have food. It's salty and we eat it. We can drink water and we feel full. Haiti's capital and its slum areas like Cité Soleil are now controlled by violent gangs. As a result, access to food is often impossible. The World Food Programme says half of Haiti's population is going hungry. Humanitarian agencies working in Haiti have had to adapt to the ongoing violence. Haiti will never be at peace as long as half of its population requires uh, humanitarian assistance. Violence and hunger continue to spread throughout Haiti. And while the international community discusses possible solutions. Tonight, a marketplace in Sudan's capital rocked by artillery fire, the area teeming with civilians. The blast killing at least 18 people and injuring hundreds more. It's the latest round of deadly clashes in Sudan, bringing the death toll of this nearly two-month-old conflict to at least 700, with over a million displaced. And those figures are expected to rise. It's the civilians caught in the crossfire who are left to pick up the pieces yet again. <laughs> this man saying the clashes have destroyed everything, with the public security deteriorating and tourism stagnating. This outbreak of fighting shatters a week-long ceasefire between two warring military groups. One resident saying there is no ceasefire. The ceasefire agreement is a dead letter. The daily life of ordinary people was disrupted. The fragile peace talks brokered by the U.S. and Saudi Arabia were supposed to be extended another five days to allow humanitarian access to the region. But Sudan's army suspended their participation this week, blaming their enemies, a rival paramilitary group, for their lack of commitment. Sudan's army chief saying, We don't want to destroy the country, but we'll be forced to do so if the enemy doesn't obey or listen to the voice of reason. And just tonight, Saudi Arabia and the U.S. announced they would halt peace talks. The U.S. slapping new sanctions on Sudan in response to the failed negotiations. And now we're seeing um, actions again by both sides in clear violation of the commitments they've made in terms of the ceasefire. The ongoing conflict broke out in April as leaders from the Sudanese army and the rival military group RSF have been locked in a battle for power for weeks. Jewish priests plot of land on the Mount of Olives and five red heifers. All these elements are in place for what some Jews and Gentiles believe is the key to building the third Jewish temple. Some also believe it indicates the coming of the Messiah. Chris Mitchell reports from Jerusalem. The five red heifers are now in a secure, undisclosed location in Israel. Plans include moving them sometime soon to a visitor's center in Shiloh, where the tabernacle of the Lord once stood for nearly 400 years. The book of Numbers explains that ashes of the red heifer are used to purify priests for their service in the temple. 
Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, This is the ordinance of the law which the Lord has commanded, saying, Speak to the children of Israel that they bring you a red heifer without blemish, in which there is no defect, and on which a yoke has never come. You shall give it to Eliezer the priest, that he may take it outside the camp, and it shall be slaughtered before him. Its offal shall be burned, for the water of purification. It is for purifying from sin. These red heifers are now between one and a half to two years old. To replicate the ceremony mentioned in the Bible, they need to be at least three years old. And within that time span, they cannot have a blemish or anything that would disqualify them for the ceremony, even one white or black hair. According to those working on the project, the ceremony of the red heifer needs to be performed on the Mount of Olives and in a place that would have looked directly into where the temple stood. The land I'm standing on, bought 12 years ago, fits both of those standards. It's had to be exactly at the front of the place that the priest that made this ceremony can see the holy of the holy place. Rabbi Yitzhak Mamo heads Yuvne, so. Jerusalem, dedicated to the goal of rebuilding the third temple. He owns the land here on the Mount of Olives. And we hope that in a year and a half from today, we can make here in this area the ceremony of the red heifer that actually will be the first step to the temple. Mamo says the ceremony needs priests who have not been defiled by touching anything dead. The Temple Institute actually has uh, nine pure priests. They didn't born in hospital, okay, they born at home. Mm -hmm. Because they are priests, so anyway, they don't go to any cemetery and they are pure and they are waiting. So we have the priest, we have the red heifer, we have the land, and we have everything ready. We just need to wait another one and a half year. Byron Stinson of B'nai Israel, a group dedicated to building up biblical Israel, works with Rabbi Mamo and helped find the red heifers in the U.S. Everybody needs to read this. This just came out. This is the annual threat assessment of the U.S. intelligence community. It's a unclassified report released each year concurrent with congressional testimony to Congress by the Director of National Intelligence, folks. The report focuses on what the ODNI believes are the most direct, serious threat to the U.S. during this next year. And there's one part that I want to highlight. Like. The report has a much stronger emphasis on the threat of food insecurity, folks. The term is mentioned three times more than the last year. Food insecurity was called out as a driving factor in contributing to instability in just about every region. There are many threats in the world today, but this one is going to make much of the world a horrible place to try and live. All right, so what is he talking about? Well, I'm going to take you right to the report. This right here, you can get this yourself by going to the dni.gov.files. This is the annual threat assessment of the United States intelligence community office of the director of national intelligence. This was released on February 6th of 2023. During the coming year, the United States and its allies will confront a complex and pivotal international security environment dominated by two critical strategic challenges that intersect with each other and the existing trends to intensify their national security implications. First, great powers rising, regional powers, as well as the evolving array of non-state actors will vie for dominance in the global order as well as compete to set the emerging conditions of the rules that will shape the order for decades to come. Strategic competition between the United States and its allies, China and Russia, over what kind of world will emerge makes the next few years critical to determining who and what will shape the narrative perhaps most immediately in the context of Russia's actions in Ukraine, which we know is BS, which threatened to escalate into a border conflict between Russia and the West. Second, shared global challenges, including climate change and human and health security, are 
converging as the planet emerges from the COVID-19 pandemic and confronts economic issues spurred by both energy and food insecurity. Energy and food insecurity. I told you, control the food, control the energy, control the world, right? And the information, control the world, right? Rapidly emerging or evolving technologies continue to have the potential to disrupt traditional business and society with both positive and negative outcomes. Can anybody say AI? While creating unprecedented vulnerabilities and attack surfaces, making it increasingly challenging to predict the impact of such challenges on the global landscape. Ladies and gentlemen, you can get this yourself. This is stuff that you need to get out to the American public immediately. You are saying to the human race for the first time, an official intelligence representative at a high level from the US government is saying publicly, we are not alone. We're definitely not alone. We have spacecraft from another species. We do, yeah. How many? Quite a number. You're kidding. No. I guarantee you they are going to come up with excuses for the rapture very, very easily. When the world of Christians get raptured and they're wanting to explain why they've been taken away, I guarantee you they're going to use the UFO abduction excuse and people are going to believe it. Why? Because they're prepping people to believe it right now. And it's all part of Satan's deception. All of that to say, we're getting raptured soon. Jesus is coming soon. Look up, get ready, put your hands to the plow, get to work because he's coming for us. It's, it's interesting. Jeremy, I, I want to talk right. to you for a second. The, the Pentagon's UFO chief, this is a Pentagon guy, a UFO chief, the chairman of Harvard's astronomy department as well, both releasing a report on Tuesday where they wrote an artificial interstellar object could potentially be a parent craft that releases many small probes during its close passage to Earth. You've got the Pentagon talking about the idea of a, a mothership going above us and sending probes down. I've had this theory for a long time after working in psych for over seven years. That theory is that these patients with hallucinations about the FBI being after them, about cameras being everywhere, microphones being everywhere. Look at the technology around us these days. They're kind of right. Patients with grandiose hallucinations that robots are going to take over the world i even i can't tell you how many patients i talked to about the whole artificial intelligence thing and how that's going to take over the world like actually if i put the conversations that they were having with me at that time to where we have fastly moved till today it would make for a very good podcast episode but if you take us back to that time and listen it would make for a very good psychiatric evaluation <laughs> To me, I feel like the world changes so much so fast that I can't possibly think about the things that we don't know or that our government doesn't share with us. Like apparently the CIA has had technological advancements since the 60s where they could point a microphone as small as a ballpoint pen across the street to a building and hear a full-fledged converse conversation with crisp clarity. Now I'll never forget one run-in I had with a lady who said that she felt the FBI was after her, there are cameras in her house, she felt like she was being watched. She was an older lady, she had stopped bathing herself, she wasn't sleeping well. So it's only, you know, logical to believe she's having a psychological break. However, and some of you might have heard this story before if you've been following me, shout out to all my newbies though. It was crazy when she actually came onto the unit 
there were men that showed up in suits who identified as the FBI about a day or two after she had come to the unit. And they, uh, our supervisor came to us and said, hey, we need you to pull this patient's charts immediately. We need to hand it over to these authorities. We're not allowed to ask any questions. And you know, they grabbed this lady up and they escorted her out of the unit. And she just looked defeated. And she was looking back at the staff like I told y'all fools. You know, she was senile and whatnot. But you know, if I'm imagining that everything she's saying was right, and she was losing sleep for the right reasons of being followed and came in to be evaluated and, and and to be housed so she doesn't have to worry about being followed and she actually got taken out by the fbi like out of our unit like this is a society we live in man you know what i'm saying so it, i just it's and just i believe little... it was in alberta canada where it popped off at but still i would expect vermont i would expect man new york Somebody tell me something. Somebody tell me something. And I'm not saying that it's not true. Right. These I'm are just, we're is, just, like I said, we're just. I'm throwing hypotheticals yeah, out yeah. there. Get a, get you a map and do some digging and tell me where the math ain't math in it. Okay. We're talking about up in Canada, Vermont and Maine and stuff like that is close to Canada. Certain sections of New York is close to Canada. Manhattan is, man, stop it, man. The math ain't math. And I ain't saying that it didn't happen. I'm just saying, did it come from Canada or was it in New York? Yeah. Because they were on ground stops for a while. If y'all yeah. don't know what a ground stop is, that means there's no airspace. There's no in, there's no out. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. There's something going on out here. It is. It's, it's a lot going on. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors being created. Um, As it should be. And only thing they can put in the news is, is stuff that doesn't really concern us that they're trying to make... Um, number one uh news when they should be talking about you know things that are really important uh things i know one thing if we have one mo if we have enough with the sixty thousand pounds of explosives being gone be on the lookout for another farm manufacturing company where animals are to just blow up you know what i'm saying like the whole what was it the fire that killed like 200 cows or something like that then you got the building burning down with all the chickens in it and whatnot. Pay attention. Now, it was thousands like of cows that was coming up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to crank you know up that saying? number. Yeah. Thousands of cattle. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, like stuff like that. Be on the lookout for these things with the 60,000 pounds of explosives just missing. And yeah, with 60,000 explosives missing, they didn't say that the people have been fired or nothing. They just said we're investigating it. Now, in Illinois, House Bill 3571 passed both houses this past week with Senate Floor Amendment 1. It says non-citizens to have arrest powers as police officers in Illinois. Now, the SA1 permits countries and uh, municipalities to hire non-citizens as deputy sheriffs and police officers in the same manner as hiring U.S. citizens as long as they are legally authorized uh, under federal law to work in the United States and is authorized under federal law to obtain to obtain, carry, or purchase, uh, or possess firearms, uh, yada yada yada. But what this means in Illinois is that you may see you may soon see non-U.S. citizens wearing police badges with arrest powers over U.S. over U.S. citizens. Senator Rose spoke against its passage, suggesting it would violate the United States Constitution. The only Senate. Oh, okay. Now they're just saying who voted no on it. Uh, but yeah. It says that, uh, yeah, that's basically what it is. It's 
That's it. It is a violation of my constitutional rights for somebody to come from another country and have the authority to just join the deputies and turn off and just start locking people up. That's a violation. Because there's people in the states that they can't even do this. What are the requirements? You just got to be able to carry a firearm. We can all go be deputies at this point. But we can't because we're citizens. You want non-citizens. What's behind that? They ain't never even... They ain't never, you telling me I could cross the border today and be a deputy by the mall? As long as my paperwork clear. That's, that's yeah, that's basically what it is. That's <laughs> sound like a job for somebody. Did you see um That's something special right there. Oh yeah. Did you see um I wonder what's gonna happen. I haven't paid attention, you know, the, the Diablo partners with KFC for exclusive in-game rewards. So yeah. a lot of people been telling me, oh, you should get this video game and play this and that. I refuse. So KFC is the next company to jump on the satanic bandwagon. This time it's partnering with the demon Lilith to promote the new game Diablo 4. And for those of you who don't know, Lilith is an actual demon spirit that I have personally cast out of people. It's mentioned in the Bible in Isaiah 34, 14 in the Hebrew as a night creature. And this demon many times will attach itself to the female parts, causing many issues medically, even leading to encounters in the night. I'm not gonna say what it is, but you get my drift. Why they feel the need to promote this garbage is beyond me. Stick with selling chicken. But for believers, please use your discernment and stay away from engaging in this demonic garbage. And if I was talking with this guy at work, because he's a gamer, he was just like, yeah, you don't know who Diablo is? Like, and Lilith? No. And I'm like, whoa. He don't know. He's blowing my mind. He's telling me this. But he's just looking at it like it's just it's a, a, video game. a game. Yeah. Now, Kentucky Fried Chicken is partnering with Diablo 4 to offer exclusive in-game rewards to customers who purchase a KFC chicken sandwich between May 29th and uh, July 2nd, uh, 2023. Now, I want to tell you all something. I just want to give you all a little quick background on uh, Diablo. Now, Diablo is an incredible, powerful demon who works directly for Satan. While he became a mere footnote in the history of hell, he used to be the true ruler of the realm, both being created by the dynamic, by the d- demonic goddess uh, Aeon. Now, uh, Lilith, uh, she is the demon queen, a creature that uh, stalks uh, the night searching for unmarried men to seduce for women in childbirth and young children, also known as Asmodeus. He and Samuel were both rep- uh, reputed to the king of demons in various texts. Now, that, that's just, if you all look up Greek mythology, you all can find out about this uh, god and goddess uh, Diablo and Lilith, who they are promoting. You know, so basically, it's like you're, uh, you're seeing the partnering up of uh, Satan in various things, in games, in schools. You know what I mean? And they're making it look, they're making you accept it by saying, oh, it's just a video game. But but where did you get this figure from? Where did this this come from? It's not something that you just uh, made up. And why does it have to be demonic? You know, why does these people have to worship children and and uh, blood and, and seduce and temptation? Why are you choosing this to be uh, that you're advertised with to sell your chicken? And like that's 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 along the lines as well as like God of War. That's the same type of time it's on, even though the God of War video game and all this other stuff it's the same thing it's, it's advertising Greek mythology and things of that nature and the they only- say okay hold on. Yeah. as he's talking about this they say Greek mythology but Greek mythology that mythology is real is, is real I'm sorry not real it's real these are actual 
gods and goddesses that they worshipped, and some of the names are mentioned in the Bible. They put the whole mythology on it so it can just give you the perception like, oh, it's just fairy tale made up. Well, if it's just fairy tale made up, why are you all choosing to worship this and make statues to it? But go ahead. No, you're right, because Lilith is the spirit of lust. So, but to get back to what we were talking about with the video game, I've only played one video game in terms of these things, and I didn't know nothing about it. I was a kid, and I was, wasn't even with the Lord. This was way before then. Dante's Inferno. So Dante's Inferno is about a Roman Catholic soldier whose wife commits suicide because of all the crazy things that's going on. She's seeing demons and things like that, so she wanted to kill herself just to get rid of it, right? Run away and be free, right? So she kills herself. Obviously, she goes to hell. Dante's Inferno is about um, a Catholic soldier who goes to hell to get his wife's spirit back. And while he's dying there, he fights demons, he fights the devil, all kinds of stuff like that. I paid it no attention. I just thought it was a video game. And now that I'm older and I look back on it, I'm like, whoa, that was a messed up game. Especially for me, I'm 13, 14 when I was playing this. I had an old book about this stuff. And it's not... You know, you think it is a video game. When you dig it up, that's based off something that they really believe. So stuff like that is some things that you should pay attention to. Diablo is a very popular game, just like God of War. It's a very popular game. And this new Diablo is more popular than anyone I've ever heard of because I've never even heard of the game until this new one came out. And now I got people telling me how I should play it. Oh, you got to get that Diablo. Man, it's going to be nice. Huh? I want to... Um... What? While we on talking about the deities, deities, um, I just, I just, as I was uh, looking into this, so I was uh, reading the Bible um, while I was at work, um, and I said to myself, I said, wait a second, I was reading, um, I was into the Book of Chronicles, and um, in the Book of Chronicles. Um, it says the king commanded uh, Hilkiah the high priest and the priests of the second in order and the doorkeepers to bring out of the temple of the Lord all the vessels that were made for Baal and for Ash and for Astra and for all the hosts of the heaven. And they said, and he burned them outside of Jerusalem in the fields of uh, Kydron and carried their ashes to Bethel. Now he did away with the idolatrous priest whom the kings of Judah had appointed to burn incense in the high places too. So basically. Uh, well, it's high places too. In the cities of Judah and in the surrounding areas of Jerusalem. Also those who burned incense to Baal, to the sun, and to the moon, and to the constellation, and to all the host of heaven. So, as I'm reading this, I thought about it. I'm like, wait a second. We have never had a president uh, run or a leader run that ever just burned down all these statues that we have up all around the world. As a matter of fact, everything is still up. So I was thinking, I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, our whole world is literally built on uh, demon deities, uh, false pagan worship. So I'm like, wait a second. The the names of, uh, so we, summer, spring, fall, winter, are all named after goddesses. So I just wanted to do this before we get back to the topic, since we were talking about these deities. Uh, so the spring goddess, um, her name is, I believe I'm pronounce, pronouncing this right, is Persephone. The goddess Persephone is known for serving as goddess of spring, but she also operated in a variety of other important roles in uh, Greek mythology. But but we named spring after her. Why would we do that? Also, there's a goddess of summer named Oxo. 
as a goddess associated with plant growth and fertility, she would frequently be depicted in art as bearing a sheaf of grain. So why would we name a season after her and call it summer? Now, also, we do have the goddess of winter, which is called Marzana. Now, Marzana, a Slavic goddess of winter, death, and rebirth. Now, we also have Autumn, the goddess of fall. Among them was, I believe her name is Exarpo, the goddess of autumn and the harvest. So, we're naming our seasons after these goddesses. And while we're on this, um, I said to myself, I'm like, well, shoot. We're in, um, this is the month of June. So let me look and see if there is um, a goddess uh, named after June. And so you do have the goddess Juno. Now, Juno, she is the Roman goddess. You know, she was to... Now, if you look at Juno, this Roman goddess... Check this out, Mojo. Look, look, look at Juno, the Roman goddess. Look at this picture. This is the Statue of Liberty. This is what we have right here in New York. Um, up in the water. Now, now, Juno, she was the Roman goddess who protected the nation as a whole. Now, wait a second. When I was reading, I'm like, wait a second. That's why they have her sitting so tall in New York. Now, Juno was the Roman goddess who protected the nation as a whole, but also kept special wrath over all aspects of women's lives. She is often thought of as the Roman version of the Greek goddess of love, marriage, Hera, and Juno was the wife and sister of Jupiter. Now, you all know who Jupiter is. His other name is Zeus. We also have a Zeus Network name after him, who also have his uh, Zeus Network. If you look at Zeus Network, that's where they have all the the, the, the hip-hop shows, the fighting, and all this demonic stuff going on. Even the show's network symbol is a lightning bolt. You know, Zeus was known for his thunderbolts, the lightning bolts, and so they have this. So they're putting, I'm like, wait a second. They're building off of this based on this. So I thought about it. I thought about it to myself. I'm like, well, wait a second. What about time now? Um, uh, uh, if we got days of the week named after gods, if our months are named after gods, I just gave you all Juno. If, if our seasons are uh, named after gods, then, then what about our time? And so you do have time. His name is Kronos. Uh, Kronos, his symbol was like a clock, which is really weird. I'm like, wow, that's where we get the clocks from. Now, he is the personification of time and philosophy. And also, um, he's also considered the godfather of time. So I, so as all this is going on, now if you go back to biblical times, this is what they were living in. And God would always tell them, get rid of all of this. When, when certain kings took over, some of them did. They, they did do the right thing, and they burnt down everything, got rid of the clocks. They got rid of uh, the statues. You know, they went back to celebrating uh, their feasts that they were supposed to celebrate for God. But think about it. All these gods that we worship, we have holidays and fests for them that we celebrate today in this world. And then, but I'm going to keep it short, but I just wanted to throw that in there because we're going talking about this video game, Diablo, <gasps> and... This is uh, just this is just what they um, created 
created it to be and uh it's it's interesting how a lot of people don't see it and a lot of people think that oh it's it's not real and the bible is not real but no this stuff is true um and so uh that's it we can move on to the uh next topic so out in utah to stick with the bible that's crazy everything that she just mentioned is in the god of war everybody Mm. chronos you know all of them (laughs) Or in the video game, The God of War. I haven't played the video game, but I've seen several videos of people playing it. I've watched it before, and I've heard all these names being mentioned in that video game. That's crazy. Really? That's crazy. And also, while we're in the Bible, it says, Utah Districts bans Bible in elementary and middle schools after a complaint calls it sex Ridden. Oh, no. Now, a suburban school district in Utah has banned the Bible in elementary and middle schools after a parent frustrated by efforts to ban materials from schools argued that some Bible verses were too vulgar or violent for younger children. And the Book of Mormon could be next. Now, the 72,000 student, student Davis School District north of Salt Lake City removed the Bible from its elementary and middle schools while keeping it in high schools after a committee reviewed the scriptures in response to a parental complaint. The district has removed other titles, including uh, Sherman, Alexis, the Absolute True Diary of the Part-Time Indian, and John Group. So they're just going on the same what they're... Uh, Wait, on Friday, Plank was signed that the title widely known as Okay, so basically, they're they 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 they're trying they they banned the Bible out in Salt Lake City of uh, the middle school and elementary school, saying that it was too vulgar. But I'm pretty sure they have some LGBTQ books still in there still, and I'm still I'm sure they still teach sex ed there maybe too. So, I mean, hey, it's oh. just the times that we're living in, the times that we're facing now. Yeah, I mean, listen, if 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 you don't believe in Jesus, you don't believe the Bible to be true or the word of God to be true or even God himself, why is y'all so worried about it? Why bother Jesus? Why bother the word? Because I can assure you, ain't that many people in there reading the Bible no way. So what you bothering it for anyway? And like you said, Myra, we know, ain't no doubt about it. There are some LGBTQ books in there that are way more vulgar way more explicit to children not not adults not teenagers children they're giving children oral sex books nowadays they're having drag shows for children so the bible is where you want to start with certain things okay I guess. Also, since we're on this topic of LGBTQ protections and gender policy, sparks brawl at uh, school district's uh, headquarters so um this was out in um, a furious debate over how gender identity should be taught to children and protected in schools unfolded Tuesday, June 6th at the night meeting of the Glendale Unified School District uh, Board. Mm. It said at 5 p.m. a crowd of more than 200 gathered outside of GUSD headquarters. The crowd stood in two physically and ideologically divided camps with a row of Glendale police officers between them. Now, uh, they said they had helicopters out there, a fight broke out, um, protesters were out there. It says on one side, were protesters opposed to teaching children about sexual identities in school. And on the other side were LGBTQ advocates preaching a message of inclusion. Now, the school board's agenda included a resolution celebrating Pride Month. Um, but the agenda had no items related to curriculum changes or uh, gender poli- policies. Now, um, 70 feet, um, I said attendance at the meeting was capped at 75 public speakers 
over the course of several hours shared their views on the district's LGBTQ inclusive curriculum on allowing students to select their own pronouns and on transgender students access to bathrooms and locker rooms. Now, this is the same uh, subject, this article that we're speaking about. A Twitch, a Twitcher, a gamer, he came out with, what is his name, Nick Merckx. And yep. all he said was, leave the kids alone. Yep. That, that's the only thing he said. Got he just he, he just tweeted, leave the kids alone. And I believe the new Call of Duty is coming out. And he had a type of a bundle pack inside yep. of Call of Duty, the video yes. game. And they took everything that, include, that was associated with him out of that video game, all because he tweeted leave the children alone and basically he came out and said you know i just had a kid i just prefer if you know my wife and i talk to our child about how we want to uh talk about gender and their sexual orientation which is rightfully so a school should just be worried about teaching my child about mathematics engineering you know how to start a banking account i don't need you to teach them about gender affirmative or you know their sexual orientation that's for me the parent to do can i say one thing First and foremost, I'm so tired of y'all talking about sexual orientation. There's no such thing. Sexual orientation is not real. Sexual preference. That's what all of this is about. Your sexual preference. You, I'm, I'm tired of people identifying as couches and stuff like that. Like, bro, it's your sexual preference. You're either male or female. Understandable. Now, if you want to be an itchy, they, them, all that other stuff, sure, go right ahead. But when you die... They're going to pronounce you as he or she. Probably right now. In 10 years or maybe two years from now, they might not. They might be like she or it. They was a great person. Yeah. And then if you misgender somebody, you know, they're going to ridicule you. You know, you. At my place of employment, I've noticed that they're starting to throw pronouns in there. Which shocked me. And then the other day, somebody asked me, um, what am I doing personally? Like, oh, what are you doing for Pride Month. Like, what are you doing to celebrate it? I say, what do you mean? What am I doing? I'm a straight man. What would I, what would I do? What would I do for it? Like, right. Why do we need to have uh, holidays, uh, months, and laws glorifying who you, your sexual morale, nah, morality? Nah, check this out. This, this, this is just based on your sex of who you want to lay with and sleep with, who you want to identify. You know, absolutely. this is not a uh, months dedicated to. Okay, let's go out and 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 help the poor or help these poor stricken uh, economic. Uh, communities that need help. This is just based on sexual immorality. So the next what is, question what is wrong with this? Me, which which threw me off. It didn't throw me off, but I was ready for it. But it did kind of shock me. Was oh well, if that's the case, then I don't want to see you doing nothing for Juneteenth. Now, first of all, I don't care about June Juneteenth anyway. Anyway. But the fact that you said it. But the fact it, that you threw it out there as if these were two of the same things. No, 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 no. These are not one and the same, first of all. Second of all, they ain't got nothing to do with each other. I am a, I'm clearly a black man. So us celebrating Juneteenth or whatever, that's what y'all want to do. Go right ahead. Versus on, on a sexual immorality. Versus my, my sexual preference to fornicate. When I feel like it, it's something totally different. I ain't celebrating either one of them. No way. But I also had the conversation with the brother that I have no issues 
with them celebrating. Because the next thing that came to his mind was well, not just him, but the person that was with him, because these were two gay brothers. Uh-huh. The second person that was with him was like, oh, well, do you, are you one of those people that, you know, has something against this and that and this and that? I'm like, no, I don't have nothing against gay people then at you should all. ask him, do you have anything against me just saying I just want to be a straight That's man? I, I was just, getting at. I was I'm getting not... at. I was getting at it like this. I told him, I said, I have love for all because Jesus loves everybody. Now, he may not love the sin that you're in or the abomination, but it doesn't make me no better than you because you're out here committing a different type of sin. All sins fall short of the glory. Amen. Now, when I told him that, he said, well, if that's the case, then how come so many other people this and that? I say, listen, stop talking to me about people. I am not people, A. And B, I don't care what people say. What did he say? I'm basing minds off what the Lord said. So I'm not here to talk about what people tell you or things like that. And then he explained that's why he don't go to church. And at that point in time, I had to be honest with him and tell him, I agree. I agree. There's a lot of judgmental stuff going on in church. But again, most churches are not basing it off that book. Because if you can't forgive, you can't be forgiven. So I can't point at you and say, oh, well, you're gay. Your sin is so terrible that I don't even want to be around you. But the church I don't want to be around gay. In all honesty, in all honesty. As long as um, a church is preaching on sin, the things you aren't supposed to do, that that's part. not being judgmental. That's no, telling no, 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 you, no. hey, if you want to get into the kingdom, no, you cannot do this. No, no, no. That part. You know what I'm saying? That part, so, we, we know. That right. part, we know. What I'm speaking on is people who are false flagging in the church. Okay. The pastor's on his third wife and are talking about uh, you right. know, You that. know different from Why me. We both in sin. Yeah. It's just Why you the, doing a different yeah, yeah. type of sin. You yeah. got a different type of sin yeah. and your sin is worse than mine. Now, all sins fall short of the glory. Amen. So ain't no, ain't no, ain't no switching sides. That's why I said it. it don't matter if you're, you know, doing what you do. I don't care about you, nor do I care about the gangbanger, the rapist, the murderer, or the none of that. All of us, if, the, if that's the case, all sins fall short of the glory. So, that's the thing that threw me off. But the fact that it's making itself in the workplace is one thing. That, but once they brought no, it no, to no, me, well, no, no, hold on, Mojo. People you're are going to be losing jobs That's what I'm saying. This. You're on to something. The fact that this has made it to the workplace. Now, if, say, I, first, I refuse it was to don't ask, this. At first, it was like, okay, don't ask, don't, ask, don't tell. We're just here to make money. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, how my personal views, how I feel about things is based on if I'm able to provide for my family. Now, 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 listen, listen. How about this? Don't ask, don't tell, right? They wouldn't have never known if they didn't ask me because I'm not telling. I'm just going about my day. So the don't ask, don't tell now is for people that don't indulge in the sexual immorality. Because if you do indulge with it, then it's out in the open. But if you don't, it's don't ask, don't tell. Why? Because if you say something about it, you're most likely putting your livelihood on the line. Which is, but it's, but here's the thing. That means you ha- do not have the freedom of speech anymore. Absolutely not. Thing is, I should be free to think, have my personal opinions on my views. That's my freedom of speech. So if I can lose a job over, over saying, but you can't use your job forcing me to believe what you believe in, but I can lose that my part. job saying I don't agree with you. So I have to agree with you in order not to lose my job. You know what I'm saying? I got two lawyers on standby. I know that. And I'm ready for whatever. Because certain, certain things are just not right nowadays. Like, I don't... If if you're going to lose your job because you don't want to celebrate that part, <laughs> or like the, crazy. Or like the baseball players. They didn't want to celebrate the Pride Night, put on a shirt. Like, yeah. the hockey players, they didn't do it. And it's a big thing. I shouldn't be forced to to put on a shirt. Now, if, if I'm talking to... You know, if I'm 
committing crimes, you know, that's something different. Oh, yeah. But if I just don't want to agree with a man on a man, a woman with a woman, why do I have to get ridiculed because I don't agree with it? I'm not coming out saying any hateful things about them. I just, my personal opinion, I don't agree with it. So in order for me to get paid, I have to agree with it. That tells you that right now the number one agenda in the world is to push this, nothing else. This is the agenda. We've never lived in a time where this has been number one on the docket, how players were losing contracts, uh, gamers, Twitch streamers, losing money uh, in the workplace. You're losing your job. They're bringing it to the schools to not only to to colleges and high schools but to elementary preschoolers and if you don't agree with it now all of a sudden you probably can have your child taken away from you or you can go to jail guys do you all know what times that we are headed into we're losing our constitutional rights day by day listen listen the program has already been passed they just need everybody to get on board that's it so i mean if you don't i mean that's all i got for the day that threw me off um, yeah, it, it threw me off it really did because at first I was like you know it is what it is I don't care you know what I'm saying and then I thought about it deeper I said whoa wait a minute what if they what if they escalate this thing <laughs> <laughs> what if the company wants to escalate these things and say now you have to participate then what do I do <laughs> look, you gotta, remember, remember look, the, look you gotta put on this hat man remember the jab they escalated that I remember I was out of work because oh, I refused to get the jab. And they told me they didn't care about my religious rights because I told them it's against my religion. And I got, a re- I got a note that I could get signed by a pastor saying that I don't have to do this. They said they don't care. Do we it got or not. We got some people in charge and they want you to do what they believe is right. What? They say in the Bible, they say good will be considered bad, bad will be considered good. Now you see that they're trying to get us away from God and implement their own rules. And it is working because now, even if you go on Zillow, every single house, apartment, you look, you know what they say, uh, LGBTQ rights protected and vouchers, vouchers accepted. They don't say, oh, you, you know, strictly that. So it's being attached to corporations, companies, advertisements. Come on now, wake up, y'all. It's is here. But, um... In other words, uh, want you all to stay safe, to stay prayed up. You know, Jesus is Lord. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, within, you know, 30 seconds after we close this segment, we'll have the dream of the week, the vision of the week coming on. Uh, Mojo, you got any last closements before we get out of here? And we, and we thank you all for bearing with us with this show. Thank you all for your support. You know what I mean? We appreciate the feedback, the followers. You know, if you want to be a guest on the show, you know, be sure to hit up the email, twistedyoungins at gmail.com. Or if you just want to send some feedback, you know, everything is appreciated. Um, nah, that's what it is, man. Yeah. Repent and be forgiven. Amen. Repent and be forgiven. It's a daily fight. It's a daily struggle. Dream I had was a rapture dream, left behind dream. I was one of my friends, he texted me, he was like, hey, you trying to go to a party, trying to drink, smoke? I was like, nah, I'm straight fam, you know what I'm saying? He was like, cool. I went back and texted him, I was like, you know what? You know what I'm saying, I'll come, I'll pull up, whatever. So boom, soon I say that, I'm in this room, I'm laying in the bed. Dude said, bro, you just saw Jesus? Like, we're like that, like, bro, you just saw Jesus? And I was like, I was like, nah, he was then, somebody else screamed, dude from town just disappeared. I see him, I don't see him disappear, but I see his clothes just drop to the ground. And I'm like, bro, like, Jesus, like, right now, like, I know you said I'm supposed to know the day of the hour, but, like, 
You know what I'm saying? I, I know you sound like a thief in the night, but like now, like I don't, you know what I'm saying? My mom wouldn't even own Jesus. I wouldn't even think about Jesus in the dream. You know what I'm saying? He was that never even, you know what I'm saying? That didn't even register to me. So when it happened, it's like, bro, like, come on now. So that happened. Boom. Next thing, all I'm thinking about is, bro, I gotta be here for seven years to go through whatever finna happen. That's all. That's all going through my mind is I gotta be here for seven years, going through hell on earth. You know what I'm saying? And say how wicked the world is. How wicked the world gonna be after Jesus come back. The next thing we did after everybody got left behind, we was running, we was running, everybody was screaming, and we went to a house party. A literal house party. Drinking, smoking, music, house party, you know what I'm saying? Not even you know, caring about all the people that just disappeared. Not even caring, you know what I'm saying? A house party. A house party. You know what I'm saying? And and the reason why, you know what I'm saying, that text, because I was trying to think so much about why I got left behind, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? What did I do? You know what I'm saying? And it, and it was that text message. It seemed so small, but it was so big. It was that text message. She asked me, do I want to go out? I said, nah, bro, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to stay at home. But then I went back and I said, you know what? I might as well. And that's a lot, that's how a lot of us are. You know what I'm saying? With our life right now. We like that. One foot in, one foot out. It's like, it's like you, you want to do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes you just go back to the wrong thing. And that right there will, will keep you from, keep you, you know what I'm saying? Bound in sin. It'll keep you from going to heaven. You know what I'm saying? Because... You gotta be holy. This double-minded, this is one foot in, one foot out. This, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I will, sometimes I won't. Mentality ain't gonna cut it. Not in today's time, it's not gonna cut it. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be all in, all out. Y'all, y'all, you know what I'm saying? You know it. If you high, I'd rather you be high or cold if you don't want to spit you on my mouth. You know these things, we know these things, but it's time to live them. I really understood the seriousness of God's word. You know what I'm saying? In that dream, he said, I was like, God, I was, and I was just wondering, thinking about all the stuff, all the stuff. And then he highlighted one thing. He said, flee sexual immorality. That's what he said. He said, flee sexual immorality. That right there will keep you out of heaven. I promise you. Watching pornography, uh, homosexuality, bestiality, uh, rape, incest. Sexual immorality is all, it's just sex outside of a marriage between a man and a woman. That's all it is. You know what I'm saying? Any, that right there, flee, run, get away from it. Don't have nothing to do with it.